Waynedale Golden Bears football. We're just 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show. A look at tonight's Waynedale game and a chat with Coach Matt Zerker. Brought to you by PNC Bank for the achiever in you. PNC Bank National Association member FDIC. Very pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome to Chippewa High School. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this evening on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we bring you Waynedale Golden Bears High School football. Tonight, the Golden Bears are in Doylestown, taking on the Chippewa Chips. Waynedale 4-1 and on the year, 1-1 and in conference play. They are number 10 this week in the Division 5 Associated Press Poll. Meanwhile, the Chippewa Chips... Well, they're 4-1 also, also 1-1 in conference play, and they are number 11 in this week's Division 5 Associated Press Poll. Both teams play out of the Division 5 Region 16. Waynedale is number 2 this week. We're going to get into those computer rankings coming up just a little bit later on. And for the Chips, well, they are the number 4 team in the region. Alongside Pat Mitchell and Pat, Waynedale coming in after their victory over Hillsdale last week, Chippewa, Coming in after a loss to Norway, so the Chips coming into tonight's game, they're in the same situation this evening that Waynedale was in just a week ago against Hillsdale. Yeah, we talked about last week before the game how it was pretty much uh, as close as a must-win game as you could get uh, this early in the season. So I'm sure the the Chips are feeling that a uh, little bit of pressure, and the Bears should also be feeling that too, because uh, neither team's going to want to go down two losses in the in the league race. Tonight, senior night for the Chips, and they had 47 seniors. I made the comment before the game that once the senior class graduates from Chippewa, they're going to have nobody left in the high school. Yeah, they're going to be uh, dropping divisions probably. <laughs> they probably will. Last week, Waynedale came back to dominate Hillsdale after their defeat two weeks ago to Norway, 41-20. to Antoine Lewis last week, Pat, had four touchdowns, two each rushing and receiving. Really a breakout game for him. Yeah, uh, Coach Zerker's been uh, raving about how Antoine has played this year so far, had obviously a rough season last year and wanted to shake that off. So um, nice to see Antoine uh, join in the mix with all the rest of the players like Nick and Reed. And in that game last week, Chippewa, their first loss of the year, losing to Norwayne 37-21. We'll get into the Wayne County League and the standings that are happening going into this week's game. But both these teams, Pat, they're high-powered offensive ball clubs. They've got several big playmakers, primarily for the Bears, Nick Strasbaugh, who leads the area with 14 touchdowns, and, of course, Bailey Breitenstein, the reigning WCAL Most Valuable Player from a year ago. Yeah, just two kids that are uh, obviously great athletes. They're uh, standouts in every sport that they play, so... Um, as you said, a, a lot of uh, great athletes and should be a, a fun game to watch tonight. And these, there are just two teams in the conference that have scored over 200 points this year offensively, and they're on the field tonight here at Chippewa. The weather is going to be a factor this evening as the wind is blowing out of the north to the south. We're not supposed to have any rain, but it has been sprinkling here in Chippewa. Last year on October 3rd, these two teams met in Apple Creek, and it was a rain-soaked game. Chippewa won it 47-26. to Breitenstein threw four touchdown passes in that one to Jerry Bennett of 63, 75, 27, and 20 yards. And Adam Vasilatos also ran for two other scores. The Bears in that game, it was just a tough night for them, Pat, as they threw three interceptions that led to scores. Yeah, that was the, the game where very early in the game, quarterback Brev, Brevin Reby suffered the uh, injury and um, you know Nick did a, a pretty formidable job of coming in and playing quarterback, but 
you know, just tough uh, situation for him when he's not used to throwing the ball and, and being a rain-soaked night. Um, you know, just a tough spot for him. And then uh, combined with Jerry Bennett's play that night, he, he just had a, a great game. And, uh, you know, it just wasn't in the in the cards for the Bears that night. Absolutely not. But, of course, Brevin Reby with the concussion a year ago. He's back playing excellent football with a 179 quarterback rating coming into this one. And Bailey Breitenstein, one of the best ones here in the Wayne County League. We're going to be back to take a look at tonight's game. Also, what happened last week at Northwestern, the Tyler Carlson story. We're going to talk with Coach Matt Zerker. We'll do all that when our PNC Bank pregame show continues after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. A little over 20 minutes to go before we kick this one off here this evening at Chippewa High School. Of course, a really harrowing incident that happened last week at Northwestern in the Northwestern-Smithville game with Tyler Carlson. Really an excellent article by the Worcester Daily Record's Aaron Dorkson about this situation on Wednesday. Saturday night, Carlson was taken to Akron Children's Hospital where he was diagnosed of having a stroke after some blood vessels in the back of his neck were torn and it led to a blood clot that formed and traveled into the back of his brain and that's what caused the stroke. Never heard of anything like that happening. Pat, I've talked to a few coaches. They've never heard of anything happening like that, and it was just, I hate to say weird situation, but I think that's about the best way you can put it. Yeah, that's that's really, there's not too many words that can um, talk about what, what happened. You know, just obviously an unfortunate situation and, and something that you don't hear about too often, and Obviously, our, our thoughts and our prayers go out to uh, the Carlson family and Tyler, uh, from what we understand, a terrific young football player. So um, hopefully he's able to bounce back from this and is able to play again. Well, and if you want to help the family out with some of their medical expenses, gas bills and everything, you can go to GoFundMe.com and just look up Tyler Carlson. And if you're able to, uh, please give something to that family. Well, as we said, tonight, Waynedale taking on the Chippewa Chips and Pat. Six teams right now in the Wayne County Athletic League are in the top eight of their two regions in Division Five and Division Six. The most the Wayne County League has ever had is four. But they not right now have six of the eight. If the playoffs were beginning today, they would be in. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. But as, as we say each week, just goes to show... Uh, uh, what a great league it is this year for the WCAL. And, you know, we, we knew that from uh, the first three weeks of the season, what they did uh, to all their opposing teams. So, again, uh, it, it's somewhat unfortunate that, you know, one, maybe two of those teams aren't probably going to make it in at the end of the year because all these teams are just going to be beating up on each other. And, and somebody's, somebody's unfortunately probably not going to make it in. But, well, um, 
just just a great play all the way around. Well, two of the teams are taking on each other here tonight in this one, and then two of them are outside this evening. Norwayne is hosting Dalton. Dalton one and four, zero and two in the league. Norwayne four and one. They're two and zero in the league, and Norwayne has really grabbed a hold of the Wayne County League after the first two weeks. Nobody could have expected that. Yeah, just uh, you know, preseason you knew they had Jeremy Miller and. And Zollinger was more of a running quarterback than a throwing quarterback, and you didn't really know about the the other playmakers that they have. But the Quentin Hall and um, the Harris kid, they've really stepped up. And Zollinger, we could tell just in warmups how uh, how much better of a passer he is this year than he was last year. So, um, you know. Something got them going, obviously, into the second half of the game where we played them, and um, they just turned it around, and, and they're just rolling right now. Dalton leads that all-time series 42-17-1, but Norway has really dominated it over the last five years. Smithville, 4-1 on the year. Their 1-1 one one in conference play is going to be at Ritman. They're 4-1, also best record they've had in years. They won their first Wayne County Athletic League game last week in their win over Dalton. It's the first time they've won in three years in the Wayne County League, and the last time they won was against the Bears. Yeah, just, uh, again, Ripman really stepping it up, and uh, I read the preview in the in the newspaper that Coach Bazanson over at Smithville just had a lot of praise for uh, Ripman and, and said that they're playing inspired football, so you know, you can't really take any team lightly in this league, and, and if you do, you, you come in and, and you're going to get beat. So I'm sure that Coach Bazanson probably has his team uh, ready to play Ripman. And Smithville leads the all-time series in that one, 34-25, one tie. Hillsdale 4-1, 1-1 in the conference is at Northwestern, 3-2. They're 1-1 in the conference. That's a battle of sophomore quarterbacks you've got in that one, Brock Toot and Trey Williams, and the Bears really made Trey Williams last week look like a sophomore. Yeah, we uh, we were able to put a lot of pressure onto him and, and make him uh, scramble around. And uh, we said before the game that he's probably hadn't seen that type of uh, defensive secondary with the type of athletes that the Bears have. So um, we'll see how he bounces back and uh, and how uh, Toot does tonight too. Elsewhere around the area this evening, Worcester is at Clear Fork. Loudonville goes to Lucas. Orville will be in West Holmes. Fairless at Triway. Tusla at CVCA and a couple of games that we want to keep an eye on because it could give the Bears some points in the computer rankings. Ridgewood will be at Garraway and Tusky Valley goes to Manchester. Now the way the league is shaping up this week after just two weeks, Norwayne has got a grasp on it. They're 2-0. Now they've got two games on the road at Smithville and Northwestern and then Hillsdale and Rittman are at home after this week. Then comes the log jam for second place. Chippewa, Hillsdale, Rittman, Smithville, Northwestern, and Waynedale are all at one and one and at four and one, with the exception of Northwestern. They're three and two, and then Dalton holds up the basement. They're one and four and oh and two in the conference. Now, as far as the computer ratings are concerned, first of all, looking at Region 16, Edison is on top of it this week, Pat. Waynedale has moved up to number two. Then comes Lake, Norwayne, Elyria Catholic, Chippewa, Swanton, and Northridge. So, just like last week, this is strange, but just like last week, Waynedale would be playing Swanton if the playoffs began this weekend. But last week they would have been playing them in Swanton. This week they would be playing them in Apple Creek. Yeah, crazy with the... Uh the win over Hillsdale, a Division Six team, to be able to jump from the number number five spot to the number two spot. Um, 
So, uh, you know, it just obviously shows the Bears and, and how many points they're, the secondary points that they're getting and um, just helping them out. But but that is pretty odd. that And Swanton didn't lose. They they dropped to number uh, seven from four uh, by winning the game. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how everything shapes up. And in Division Six, Region 19, Columbia leads that one with Cuyahoga Heights second. Then comes David Anderson. Then is Hillsdale, number four, Smithville, number five, Kirtland, six, Springfield, seven, and Ripman is at number eight. But actually, Springfield leads Ripman by about one one-hundredth of a computer point. But Ripman's still in there. Yeah, they're uh, they're hanging in there, and we'll see. You just you just got to keep playing football. This this league's going to be crazy. And, you know, as we've talked about before, who would have thought Norway would have been in first place three weeks into the league schedule? Um so we'll, we'll see what happens, who makes it in, and, and who gets squeaked out. And want to tell you what happened last night in some athletic schedules. First of all, in, vol- in uh, girls' soccer last night for Waynedale, they lost to Highland 2 to nothing, and boys' soccer lost to Highland also 5 to nothing. Now, there is a soccer match going on tomorrow at Waynedale. That will be boys' soccer. That's Canton Central Catholic playing at Waynedale. That will be at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Well, when we return, we'll be talking with head coach Matt Zerker about tonight's game with Chippewa. We'll do that when we return on the PNC Bank pregame show after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Welcome back to Chippewa for our PNC Bank pregame show, and alongside with us is head coach Matt Zerker. Matt, last week the big victory over Hillsdale, rebounding from the loss to Norway in the week before. I think you'd finally put four quarters of play together in that game, Matt. Yeah, you know, the kids were, you know, showed a lot of resiliency and came back to work last week and um, definitely in our minds put the, the four most complete quarters that we played all year together against a very good Hillsdale team. You're starting to get healthier. We saw a lot more out of Reed Stanley last week that he's capable of doing, and that brings a brand-new dimension to the offense, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you have him back there and at any time he can he can get in that second level and, and possibly explode all the way to the to the end zone. We saw that kind of on that first drive. He, he popped that trap and uh, froze the safety and went untouched into the end zone. Uh, definitely adds that extra dimension and allows everybody to get back into their comfort zones and um, the offense to operate efficiently. We gave the offensive line, the entire offensive line, the, the player of the game last week. I thought they just did an excellent job against a, a, a tough Hillsdale defense, Matt, that really was good against the run coming into the game, but we managed to dominate things with that offensive line. How did you think they played after you looked at the films? Yeah, I was very proud of their effort, number one. Um, you know, They didn't play as well, especially maybe in the second half of the Norwayne game, so I um, really challenged those guys last week to, to improve each day and get better, and obviously we knew we had a pretty formidable defense in Hillsdale. They had only given up, I think, what, 30, 35 points through the first four games coming in, and um, very little on the ground, and the defense had given up very little through the air, so it was a real challenge for us offensively, and uh, those guys really rose to the occasion and, um, and played very, very well. How has that group 
improved throughout the year. I know last year there were some question marks about it, but they just seemed to become a cohesive unit heading into this sixth game. You know, number one, their effort's been consistent all the time. You know, that was one of the things we talked about through the off season and evaluations was that um, even them bringing to me that they felt like maybe they didn't play as hard as they could. Like, and so that was obviously a point of emphasis. Uh, you got to go hard every play, and you got to play to the whistle. That's not always going to be pretty, but you got to try to fight and get your job done. Uh, the other thing I think that you're seeing more and more is the communication aspect of it. And um, we've been fortunate; those guys have been able to play together now for half a season and. I had to do a lot of shuffling around, so they're getting comfortable where they're at and communicating with the guys to the left and right. And uh, when you have an offensive line that can start to gel and do that, that really uh, allows you to um, do some things and be successful. Matt, heading into this game with Chippewa, is it too early to say that this is a must-win? You know, every game right now in this league is, you know, we view as a must-win. You know, it, each Friday night you got to come and bring it ready to play and. Um, you know, obviously it's a, it's a big ball game and it's a game on Friday or a game tonight. So, you know, we view it as a, as the most important game of the week. Um, you know, if it would happen to go the other way, is it in the season? Absolutely not. But, um, no doubt about it that this is an opponent that we've had circled and a game that we've had circled and, uh, we want to put our best foot forward. You know, this Chippewa squad, I think you would say that they probably have as many big time players as Wayndale does, big game players and, in this one, what do, what do you think about their offensive unit, Matt? Oh, they're very explosive, and you know they're maybe not quite as physical and be able to grind it out, pound you out, pound you into the ground like maybe they have you know two years ago and even last year. But um, at any time, and we saw that in last year's game, um, even in the rain, you know they had four big pass plays that all went to the house for touchdowns. Um, over half the points came on those big explosive pass plays that um, you got to stay awake and you got to keep things in front of you and you got to tackle well. Well, when you look at this offensive unit, it goes really around Bailey Breitenstein. What do you have to do against him in order to contain him, Matt? Yeah, you got to be playing until that whistle blows. A lot of their big explosive plays are just him kind of running around, making plays back there. Um, you know, he's kind of almost make the comparison a little bit to, you know, if you watch Johnny Manziel play, that's kind of what he's like. You know, you just, it's hard to tackle him. It's hard to get him to the ground. And so he keeps plays alive. He's got a very strong arm. And uh, the DBs have to stay awake because at any time he's going to throw the ball downfield and it's hard to cover for that long. And obviously our defensive line linebackers in the rush have to maintain their lanes and try to corral him and keep him in the pocket a little bit. You know, Norway stopped their rushing attack last week. Matt, what did you see on the game films that uh, led them to be able to do that? Well, number one, we saw it already. Norway's a very physical football team, and um, you know they were they were probably very they were the most physical team last Friday, and so they controlled the line of scrimmage, which was a great place to start for them. And uh, they were also able to put some points on the board early and get a lead, and um, kind of force Chippewa to have to throw maybe a little bit more than what they want to. Um, you know, I think combination of those things led to that. Well, when you look at this game, Matt, what do you see as being the big key in this one? Uh, you know, we already mentioned a little bit there on defense. We've got to kind of, you know, you're not going to stop Breitenstein. He's too good. Uh, he's played too much football. He's too experienced. But you got to slow him down. you got to contain him. Um, try to limit the number of big, big explosive plays that they have. You know, if we can make them drive 10, 12 plays, um, drive the length of the field to score, uh, we got a better chance of finding a way to get a stop or them making a mistake, but we can't give up that home run play for touchdowns. 
Well, good luck tonight, Matt. We'll talk to you after the game. Thank you, Dave. And we'll be back with more of our PNC Bank pregame show right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and help save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We're about nine minutes away from the kickoff of this one between Waynedale and the Chippewa Chips, a couple of teams that are ranked in the top 11 of the Associated Press polls this week. The Bears at number 10 and Chippewa at number 11. Now, as we have this opportunity, let's pause for the Chippewa High School Band playing our national anthem. the Chippewa Marching Band with our national anthem here this evening. Chippewa comes into this one at home with a record of 4-1 and one on the season. They are 1-1 one and one in Wayne County Athletic League play after last week's loss to Norwayne, 37-21. Bailey Breitenstein threw four interceptions in that game, Pat, and one of the reasons that Matt Zerker said he had such a tough time was that Norwayne shut down the running game and played physical hard smash mouth football yeah i'm sure uh, norway's game plan was to put eight or nine guys in the box and uh play man on the on the outside and just try to stop the run try to contain breitenstein and the and the other running backs and obviously the game plan worked out and norway was able to get up big enough where they uh, made breitenstein throw the ball and and obviously it, it didn't work out for him Chippewa goes with that three-headed rushing attack with Zollinger, Brown, and Hecker, but they were outrushed last week by Norway. They had over 400 yards rushing, while Chippewa only had 98 in the game, and they're not going to win many games if they can't run the ball. No, nobody's really going to win too many games uh, around the area like that, but uh, just uh, very uncommon for uh, to see that out of the Chippewa chips, but um, I'm sure they, they had a good week of practice and got after it, and 
uh, worked on being physical and worked on their blocking schemes, and they'll be ready to go tonight. You know, the one thing that Waynedale I think, has to do tonight, Pat, and I've said it for the past several weeks, is they've got to contain Breitenstein. They can't stop him, but they've got to contain him, and I think if you keep him in between the tackles and don't let him get out and run all over the place like a Johnny Manziel-type quarterback, I think you've got a good shot at beating these guys. Yeah, as Coach Zerker said, and he told us last week after the game that he's very shifty and, and just can make plays with his feet. Uh, when it looks like he's wrapped up, he's able to get away. So um, you got to contain. you got to make sure you're tackling and play to the whistle blows. Chippewa is 1-1 one one here at home. They're 3-0 and on the road under head coach Mike Boley in his third year. 22 wins against six defeats on the season. Chippewa averaging over 52 points a game and giving up just over 17 points a game. Meanwhile, for the Bears, Matt Zerker in his 10th year, 54 wins against 45 career losses. The Bears are 1-1 one one on the road. The weather seems to have straightened up a little bit, Pat, and it looks like the weather, the only thing we're going to have to worry about in this one is probably the wind, which is blowing to the south goalpost. Yeah, just a little bit of wind, a little breezy, but other than that, if the rain stays away, it should be all right. And, of course, as we said, Jerry Bennett, got to stop him. He scored four TDs in last year's game. Yeah, I think uh, I think the coaching staff probably has challenged uh, Aaron Spidell um, and kind of reminded him what happened last year and, and put a challenge to him and make sure that that doesn't happen again this year. Bears are scoring 40 points a game and giving up just over 19 points a game. The flu has hit the Bears this week. They've had it throughout the team, but Matt Zerker says they're healthy, ready to go, and Jerry Bennett, who suffered a concussion, is in uniform tonight. He did go through warm-ups, and it is apparent that he will be playing here this evening. The Bears, 4-1, and 1-1 one, one and one in the conference against Chippewa, 4-1, and 1-1 one, one and one in the conference. We'll be back with a kickoff. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the PNC Bank pregame show, brought to you by PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. OHSAA Commissioner Dr. Dan Ross on safe driving. Car crashes are the leading cause of fatality among teens 15 to 18 in our country. We all need to do our part to help reduce accidents that are due to distracted driving and texting while driving. Parents and coaches, please set the rules for when it's appropriate for your kids to use a cell phone. We want to see all of you at the next ballgame. A message from the Ohio High School Athletic Association. finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi, call 830-9760. Debs down on Main Street in Apple Creek. The Spidell Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Murphy's Promotions. Call 464-1970. The Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Miller Custom Exteriors. 
Call 695-4905. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. And by the Shout Brothers Farms. Now let's go to the stadium for tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Chippewa High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell as we bring you Waynedale Golden Bears High School football and week number six of the season. And we've got a pair of teams that the only time that they've been beat this year was to the hands of the Norwayne Bobcats. Last week, Chippewa, 4-1 and one on the year, 1-1 one and one in conference play, fell to the Bobcats, and two weeks ago, the Bears did the same thing, and they have an identical 4-1 and one overall mark, 1-1 one and one in conference play. Pat, as we look at this one, the Bears are set to go. They're in their white uniforms with the brown numerals and gold trim, and they need a victory tonight to keep pace with Norway in this one. Yeah, actually, both teams need a victory tonight to, to keep pace. And as we said, you don't want to fall behind uh, two in the loss column. So uh, I expect to see two teams that are pretty hungry to, to win this ball game. And I, I'm excited. It should be a great ball game. <laughs> it's hard to believe, but only in week six, this may be classified as a must win. Yeah, it's. Uh, we thought that last week as well. So um, when you're playing good teams and you're playing in a good conference, so a lot of games get to be must wins early in the season. Well, it'll be Chandler Gerstenslager going to kick it off for the Chips. They won the coin toss but deferred to the second half, so the Bears will be getting the kickoff to start this football game. Now, the wind is blowing out of the north to the south goalposts here at Chippewa. The Bears are going to be going right into that wind to start this ball game. They're going to be going from right to left across your computer screen. Chandler Gerstenslager, he is the kicker, a senior 5'9", 160-pounder. And he lines it up. The chips in their all-blue uniforms with white numerals in this one. Strasbaugh set back to return with Lewis and Menuet. Gerstenslager waits for the play-ready sign from the referee. And we are set to go in this Wayne County Athletic League contest on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Glad to have you along this evening. Gersten Slager, he'll approach the ball, and he's going to kick it off deep to the left-hand side. It's over the head of Menuet, and it'll go out of bounds at the 5, and the Bears will take it over at their own 40-yard line. So the Bears will start it out on offense on this one. Brevin Reby, the quarterback, with a 179 quarterback rating. He's thrown 10 touchdown passes, 3 interceptions. In the backfield, Reed Stanley starting out tonight with Nick Strasbaugh, who's got 14 overall touchdowns in total offense this year. Spidell is out to one side, along with Antoine Lewis, who had four touchdowns last week. And across that front line, which won our Lems Pizza Star of the Game a week ago, Tristan Anderson, Ty Straits, Christian Warner, Sam Farrar, and Ben Farrar are the front line. Bears come out in that spread formation. They've got receivers out wide on both sides. Spidell and Lewis out to the right. It is Bixler and Strasbaugh in the slot to the left. Now they'll put the men in motion and put Stanley and Strasbaugh behind Brevin Reby. Fake handoff on the counter. It goes up to Reed Stanley, and he takes it across the 35 out to the 37-yard line for a gain of two, and it brings up second down and eight yards to go. Last week, Reed Stanley, first game he's really been healthy, and he ran for over 100 yards. Trips out to the far side for the Bears. Ball right in the center of the field. Bixler out wide left with Stanley right behind Reby out of the pistol. Reby drops back, throws out to the flank. It is complete to Antoine Lewis at the 41-yard line, and he caught the ball on his knees. So a five-yard reception for Antoine Lewis. 
And it will be third down for the Bears. Call it oh, about five yards on the play. Yeah, just a, uh, it looked like Reeby made not had the handle on the ball right away to get it out to Antoine a little quicker. Stanley in the backfield with Brevin Reeby. Moving in motion now to the near side is Antoine Lewis. Fake handoff, throws out to the flat, complete to Aaron Spidell. Spins to his right to the sideline across midfield and into Chippewa territory. And he's run out of bounds at the 47-yard line. So a gain of 11 on that completion to Aaron Spidell, his first catch of the night. And Reeby starts out hot. He's two for two. First first down of the ball game for the Bears. Handoff goes to Antoine Lewis on the jet. He takes it around the left-hand side. He's going to be tripped up and down at the 46. Just a gain of a yard for Antoine Lewis on the play. Nice tackle made by Lance Zirau, the junior 6'3", 185-pound linebacker for the Chips. Uh, Wando tried to catch uh, Chippewa sleep and go with a little bit of a quick snap and try to do a little jet sweep that Norway was so successful on last week. Chips averaging 230 pounds across that front line. They start seven seniors and four juniors. They've only got four sophomores on their entire roster. Handoff up the middle to Reed Stanley. He's going to take it down to the 45-yard line, just shy of the 45. So a gain of two for Reed Stanley, and it's third down and eight yards to go. Reed finally healthy. Now they're going to empty the backfield. Stanley's going to come out to the slot left. Strasbaugh slot right. Receivers out wide on both sides. Reeby in the backfield all by himself. Drops back. Looks over the field. Throws out to the left-hand side, and it is incomplete to Titus Bixler. And you're right, Pat. A couple of passes there by Brevin Reeby did not look like he got a good handle on the ball. I don't know if it's uh, this weather. The, the ball may be... You know, a little bit hard because it's a little bit colder, but um, he's got to get his hands in that hand warmer and, and get it figured out. So Jarrett Wanzik will punt the ball away from about his own 45-yard line. Back set to return is Jerry Bennett for the chips at about his 15. On the year, Wanzik averaging 35.5 yards per punt. Heavy rush. That ball was blocked, and it'll go out of bounds in Chippewa territory at the 33-yard line. Boy, they came with the all-out rush, and Wanzig just got it away, but I couldn't see who got the block on it, but it spun out of bounds at the 33. A little close to offsides on the chips, but uh, as you said, brought an all-out rush, and that just kind of shows what uh, Chippewa's mentality is, is they're going to try to start making plays right from the get-go and try to get the Bears down and get some momentum. So they've got it at their own 33-yard line. That's where the chips will start over. The first possession of the ball game for the Chips. Bailey Breitenstein, their quarterback, the 5'8", 165-pound senior. He's got the backfield in motion, and it comes off on the left-hand side to Luke Brown. Luke Brown takes it across the 35, out to the 36-yard line, where he is stacked up and down by Titus Bixler and also Ty Straits. Call it a gain of three on the play for Luke Brown. Check out Zollinger. Zollinger, excuse me, with the three-yard gain, and it's second down seven. Hecker in the backfield. Now Bennett's going to come off. Sales is going to stay in. Sales looked like he was going out. Zollinger in motion. Now tight end moves over to the right-hand side, and Matt Blair. Handoff comes on the counter, and it goes into the 40-yard line. Run by Luke Brown that time. He takes it across the 40, out to the 43, and he's close to a first down. In fact, they think he's got it after that seven-yard gain. First first down 
for Chippewa, and they're going with a hurry-up offense as Sales comes out wide left. Zollinger is wing right, and now they'll shift that tight end over to the left-hand side. Now moving in motion is Zollinger. He's going to get the pitch out around the left-hand side. He's going to take it right behind a block across the 45 into Waynedale territory at the 50 and down to the 48-yard line, making the 49-yard line of Waynedale. Gain of seven on the play for Zollinger. He's got two carries, 14 yards right off the bat. And it's second down three. And just uh, Chippewa is able to, to get the edge on that play. and Bears got to get off their blockers. 8.39 left to go in this first quarter, no score. Chippewa using a lot of motion on that offensive line here this evening. Now Breitenstein says we need a timeout as he looks over at Mike Bowley. And now he's going back and talking to his offensive lineman. 8.24 to go in this first quarter of play. And we have no score from Chippewa. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family owned and operated for over 125 years. So they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you. Assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. 8.24 left to go in the first quarter of play from Chippewa. No score so far, but the Chips forced to use their first time out as Breitenstein did not like the way the offensive line was shuffling itself around on that one. Moving in motion to the near side is Brown. Dropping back is Breitenstein. He looks over. He's going to run out of the pocket. He's going to be hit at the 50, and he's going to be brought down for the sack at the 48-yard line on the sack, Titus Bixler. He lost uh, a couple yards. I think that might have just been a design run, or he might have just been doing whatever he wanted. But uh, a good form tackle by uh, Titus Bixler to come up and make him lose two yards. Well, for Titus Bixler, that is his second sack of the year. Ball back to the Waynedale, check that, the Chippewa 49-yard line, and it's third down, five yards to go. Hecker moves out wing left, trips out to the left-hand side. Breitenstein drops back, rolls out to the left. He's going to be hit by Stanley, gets away from that, throws it into the middle of the field to Zellinger, and he dropped the ball. He was wide open by 10 yards at the Waynedale 43 and had the first down and just dropped the ball. Bears got away with a blown coverage. I think that was Logan Stanley that came on the back side and um, Breitenstein rolled to his left and rolled back to his to the right side and was just meet for a sack and just didn't break down and make the tackle. So Jerry Bennett will punt the ball away. Back set to return is Nick Strasbaugh. Bennett gets a nice spiral with the wind behind it and kicked it way out of bounds onto the track. And the officials now will have to spot it somewhere as they're going to start in the end zone and bring it forward and it, it, well they're getting to the 10 wow they're going to put it at the 7 yard that's, that's, that's a terrible spot for, for where it landed on the track it landed halfway into the track and you're telling me that went out at the 7 no <laughs> now they're going to put it well now they're going to yep they are going to put it at the 7 yard line so Unbelievable. just a bad spot well, that they, thing was 20 yards out of bounds. They moved it up one to the eight. So there All right, go. so that one starts at the eight. <laughs> so the Bears have it. First and ten, moving into the wind. Ball at the eight-yard line. Reby with Reed Stanley in the backfield. Now the Bears are going to show some motion as they set up that stack 
on the near side. Handoff goes to Strasbaugh on the sweep. He's going to take it across the fifth, out to the 10, and down at the 12-yard line for a gain of four for Nick Strasbaugh. Nick, the senior, he's one of the big play artists that we talked about before the game. Coming out wide left is Bixler on second down six. Slot left is Strasbaugh. Single setback is Reed Stanley. Antoine Lewis in the slot. Fake handoff to Stanley. Throws into the slot. It is complete to Antoine Lewis to the 15. He's going to be tripped up and down at the 17-yard line. And he is about a yard shy of a first down. So it'll be third down and call it a yard on the play. Nice little pass design. Saw some soft coverage on uh, Lewis and all the way it was to go to him in the flats and because the uh, receivers on the outside started to break down the block, so they knew that they were going to Antoine. Third down and a yard to go. Reed Stanley, the single setback. Tight formation, wing formation for the Bears. On third and one from the 17, handoff to Stanley off left guard. He's got the first down at the 20, out to the 23-yard line. So a gain of five on the play, make it six on the play for Reed Stanley, and the Bears have another first down. Bears have it now at their own 22-yard line. Handoff up the middle to Stanley to the 25. Cuts to the right to the 30, to the 35. Breaks away. He's got to pick up one block at the 40, to the 50, to the 45 in Chippewa territory. And he's run out of bounds at the 42-yard line. 36-yard run for Reed Stanley. And the Bears have another first down. And now Antoine did a good job of getting in front of him, but he blocked the wrong guy. He had a guy chasing him uh, about a, a yard away from him, and if he would have turned around and got that guy, I think Reed might have been gone. Six minutes and running left to go in this first quarter of play. No score, but the Bears on the move at the 41-yard line of Chippewa. Two setbacks. Handoff goes fake handoff to Antoine Lewis. Reby throws out into the flat. Complete to Antoine Lewis at the 35, and he's going to be tackled right away by... Luke Brown, or Zollinger, excuse me, at the 30-yard line. So a 12-yard reception to Antoine Lewis, his third catch of the night. And the Bears have another first down at the Chippewa 30-yard line. Handoff up the middle, it goes to Logan Stanley. Logan breaks it inside the 30 down to the 24-yard line. Six-yard gain for Logan Stanley. And the Bears have found something that they like in the middle of that lane. i tell you what. There's been about four plays that the Bears have been one tackle away from breaking it to the end zone. Six yards on the run. Handoff, fake handoff, goes off to Logan Stanley. Logan Stanley breaks it inside the 25 down to the 21-yard line. Logan Stanley running the majority of the plays here right now, and now Reed Stanley is coming back in. Gain of three for Logan. And it will be third down and a yard with five minutes to go in the first quarter. Bears have the ball down to the Chippewa 21-yard line. Reed Stanley, the single setback out of the pistol for Brevin Reby. Receivers out wide on both sides. Lewis moving in motion. Handoff up the middle to Reed Stanley. He takes it inside the 20 to the 19 to the 18-yard line. Tackle made on the play by Hecker and Harrell. And it's a first down for Reed Stanley after the three-yard pickup. He's got five carries tonight for 49 yards so far. Of course, the big one, that 36-yarder. First and 10 from the Chippewa, 19 for the Bears, 435 to go in the first quarter. Fake handoff to Strasbaugh. Throws into the middle of the field to Antoine Lewis. Complete touchdown. There's a flag. Flag down at the line of scrimmage. Brevin Reby's coming back to see what it is. Boy, Antoine Lewis, it's going to be a hold against the Bears. 
So Chippewa will obviously accept that penalty, but Antoine Lewis, boy, they found the soft middle, and Antoine Lewis was wide open down the middle, but the Bears get caught for the holding, and they will knock them back 10 yards, all the way back to the 30-yard line. And just, uh, they, they caught Chippewa sleeping there, coming up on the run uh, on their perimeter, and Antoine, as you said, was wide open in the middle, but uh, they'll have to overcome that. So it's first down and call it 20 yards to go. Bears need to get inside the 10. Now Strasbaugh and Stanley will switch back behind the Reby counter. Handoff goes to Stanley. Stanley's going to be hit right at the 30-yard line and dropped. Nice tackle on the play by the Chips, Bailey Breitenstein and Luke Brown coming in from their safety positions. Now Logan Stanley is coming in. He's going to replace Reed Stanley. No gain on the play. Second down and 30 yards to, or 20 yards to go. Ball just shy of the 30-yard line. Logan Stanley, single setback behind Brevin Reby out of the pistol. Strasbaugh out wide left. Moving in motion is Antoine Lewis. Handoff, fake handoff to Logan Stanley. Throws out into the flat to Aaron Spidell, and Reby overthrew him. Boy, that one he just, he had Spidell open in the flat, but he overthrew him to the high and outside. Yeah, that was a nice little route by Spidell. Fake to the inside and went to the outside. And I think if he would have caught that... He, he might have been able to, to go for six because uh, the defender, uh, Zollinger, there was out of, just out of position. 3.50 to go in the first quarter of play. Bears looking over to the side, trying to see what they want to run here in this play. Now Brevin Reby gets the signal. Spidell is going to line up wing right this time. Strasbaugh is wide right. Antoine Lewis wide left. It's Bixler slot left. Single setback, Stanley. Fake handoff to Stanley. Reed, Revit, Reby drops back. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped on an all-out blitz. Matt Blair with the tackle. And it'll take the Bears all the way back to the 42-yard line. Loss of 12 on the play. It's obviously uh, not what you want to see there. Uh, if you're a Bear fan, you know, you score a touchdown, but it gets called back from the penalty and then third and long get a sack instead of getting, you know, maybe half the yards back and going for it on fourth down, and you're uh, you're forced to punt on fourth and 33. And coming in to punt the ball away is Jarrett Wanzik. Wanzik will punt a ball away from about midfield. Back set to return is Jerry Bennett for the chips. 3.15 to go. Hardly a rush, and Wanzik gets the ball off high, end over end kick that's going to hit it about the 20, bounce inside the 15, and it will be down at the 10. 3.07 to go, 3.05 to go, let's mark it, left in this first quarter of play, and your score from Chippewa High School. It's Waynedale nothing and Chippewa nothing. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers, try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction, so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sunday, 11 to 8, located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Back at Chippewa, Chippewa running the offense, and they hand the ball right up the middle. It goes to Hecker, and Hecker is going to take it out across the 10-yard line, out to the, call it the 12-yard line for a gain of two. Tackle made by Adam Mullet on the play, and also Reed Stanley. Second down, call it a short seven, long eight. 2.42 left to go, no score. Bears missed a golden opportunity. 
Heckert in the backfield with Breitenstein on second and eight. Breitenstein's going to keep it right up the middle. He's got a hole, takes it across the 15, and he's going to be dropped at about the 18-yard line. Call it the 17-yard line is where they'll mark him down at. Gain of five on the play. He almost showed his uh, big playability there. Just got an ankle tackle he had to get out of. um, That that was a close one. (laughs) Third down, three yards to go. I don't want to see it tonight, but I'd like to see a foot race between Antoine Lewis and Bailey Breitenstein sometime. <laughs> I'm sure it would. Uh, you, you probably won't see it too much straight away. It depend on the angles. But under two minutes left to go in the first quarter, no score from Chippewa. Breitenstein handoff goes on the left hand side to Zollinger, and Zollinger is going to be tripped up, and he's going to be. Looks like he's going to be shy of the first down by about a half a yard as they're going to put him just outside the 19-yard line and just shy of the 20. And if that's the case, Breitenstein is coming off the field and Chippewa is going to go ahead and punt the ball away. I remember two years ago, uh, three times we jumped off sides because the chips would shift out. So that's something we definitely got to be wary of here. 115 and running. Left to go in the first quarter, no score. Bennett gets the snap. He gets the punt away. Nice high punt that Strasbaugh is going to let hit near the near sideline at the 40, and it'll be grabbed out of bounds by Luke Brown right at the 38-yard line, and that's where the Bears will start. With a minute three left to go in this first quarter, your score. It's Waynedale nothing and Chippewa nothing. Need a satisfying snack on the go? In your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. 103 left to go in this first quarter play. Bears have the ball at their own 38. Throw out into the flat, complete to Colton Purdy, and then he dropped the ball. Boy, he had a nice setup there on that little bubble screen out on the left-hand side, but he just didn't catch the football. Yeah, that's one you got to catch. As you said, he had some blockers out there, and you know probably would have got at least you know five, six, seven yards, but got to catch it first. Reby now four of seven in the ball game. Handoff goes up the middle, and it goes to Nick Strasbaugh. He'll take it out to the 38-yard line. They're going to mark him down just outside the 38, so maybe about a yard gain for Nick Strasbaugh. Uh, that was Reed Stanley, actually. Okay, Reed Stanley with that carry. He's got 50 yards in the game in this first quarter. We're under 40 seconds to go. Fake handoff to Strasbaugh on the jet. Reby's going to go deep. He's got a receiver in Antoine Lewis, and it'll be knocked away, and there's a flag down on the play, and I believe they're going to call pass interference against the Chippewas' Luke Brown. He may have reached in and grabbed a hold of Antoine Lewis because if that ball would have been put on the money, Antoine was gone, and Brown may have just reached out and grabbed it. Yeah, from our angle, didn't really look like too much interference, and we're on the home side. That's why you're hearing a lot of boos. Um, but the referee was on the back side of the play, and he might have saw a, a hand in the back or uh, maybe hooked him or something. First penalty against Chippewa. Bears have it first down at inside Chippewa territory at the 48-yard line. Pass out on the left-hand side complete to Isaiah Menuay inside the 45 and run out of bounds at the 42-yard line. 
four-yard completion for Brevin Reby. Out to Isaiah Menue, his first catch of the night. There's, sorry, that's twice we've seen that uh, matchup with uh, Brown on Antoine Lewis, so that's something that the Bears obviously feel that they can uh, manipulate tonight. Menue's fourth catch of the year, single setback is Reed Stanley. Now coming back and setting up behind Brevin Reby is Nick Strasbaugh. Fake handoff to both backs. Rolling out to his right is Reby. Reby at midfield. He's looking downfield. He's got a receiver. It is Strasbaugh intercepted by Breitenstein. Breitenstein with the big interception is fourth of the year and the Chips will take it over after Brevin Reby's fourth interception of the season. Just uh, not a smart play at all by, by Brevin. That's one Nick was double covered. He tried to force it to him. That's when you just got to throw out of bounds and live to play another down. So Chippewa will have it at their own 23-yard line. After the interception by Breitenstein. 17.7 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Breitenstein, the quarterback, calling out the signals. He's going to pitch it out to the left-hand side to Luke Brown. He looks upfield. He can't find anybody. He tried to pass it. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped at the 19-yard line. Boy, good coverage out on the right-hand side by Isaiah Menue to stay with Ray Sales. They were trying to sucker the Bears into covering that, and Luke Brown was going to throw it upfield, but he couldn't get it off. That'll end the first quarter of play after the five-yard loss. And the Chips will have it back at their own 19-yard line. We've played one quarter from Chippewa High School and your score. It is Waynedale nothing and Chippewa nothing. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com. Experience a pleasant atmosphere and homemade comfort food daily at Deb's Den in Apple Creek. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's no assembly line food at Deb's Den. Everything is handcrafted and fresh, from the sandwiches to the soups and sides and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den, breakfast hours are Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. Dave Mitchell, Pat Mitchell, back on UltimateSportsTalk.com at Chippewa High School, where we've got no score at the end of one period of play. Chippewa now will be going into the wind, what wind there is now, and it appears like it has shifted and it's coming out of the south now. Breitenstein on second down 15, hands it off on the right-hand side. It goes to Zollinger. Zollinger's going to be hit and dropped by Titus Bixler at the 20-yard line. Nice job by Titus Bixler to bring down Zollinger after a one-yard gain. The uh, Zollinger was able to escape a few bear tacklers, but a uh, nice, again, form tackle by uh, Bixler to get the outside, get a good lane, and make the tackle. 11.35 and running. Left to go in this first half. Sales is coming in. Matt Blair will leave as they will now go with no tight end. Sales goes out wide right. Luke Brown is slot right. Jerry Bennett wide left, single setback, dropping back Breitenstein. The middle opens up. He's going to cut it right up the middle to the 25, to the 30, to the 35. He's got the first down, and he's out of bounds 
at the 40, make it the 37-yard line. 17-yard pickup by Breitenstein, and that middle just opened wide up. Yeah, that's something uh, the Bears brought a blitz there, and as you said, you got to be careful when you bring a blitz. The middle opened, wide, opened up wide, and looked like they had Reed Stanley as kind of a spy, but uh, Breitenstein just outran him to the sideline. Ball just shy of the Chippewa 38-yard line. Breitenstein with first down. Receivers out wide on both sides. Moving in motion is Zollinger, is Brown. Breitenstein's going to keep it up on a quarterback keeper. Cuts it to the 40, to the 42-yard line, where he's brought down by Logan Stanley and Aaron Spidell. Gain of three on the play. And it's second down, seven yards to go. Bears need to stay home just a little bit better against Breitenstein. He's got four carries so far tonight, 21 yards. He came into this one, their leading rusher on the year. Breitenstein... 54 carries on the year coming into this one with 485 yards. Second down, six yards to go. Ball at the 42-yard line. Breitenstein hands it off and a flag down by the referee, and it'll be motion against Chippewa. Their second penalty of the night, and it knocks them back five yards. I thought I saw that on the last play, too. uh, Looks like their left tackle or left guard seems like he's leaving a little bit early on a couple of these plays. Ball down back to the 37-yard line. 10:31 left to go in the first half. At halftime, we're going to talk with Brandon Giles, the Waynedale athletic trainer, about the concussion protocol on the heels of that Tyler Carlson injury from last week at Northwestern. Handoff goes to Luke Brown. Luke Brown, another flag down on the play, and I think they're going to call the same thing as Brown took it across the 40 out to the 42. And I think, yep, backfield in motion. That, that time, it looked like Hecker moved just a little quicker. So another five-yard penalty, and instead of second and 11, it'll bring up second and 16. That's the third penalty of the night against Chippewa unofficially for 25 yards. 10-11 now to go in this first half. Ball back to the Chippewa 31-yard line. Second down and 16 yards to go. Breitenstein out of the shotgun. Wing formation for the Chips. They normally run the pro-style offense. Now dropping back is Breitenstein. Rolls out to his left. He's looking upfield. Looking for a receiver. It's hung up in the air. It's going to be intercepted by Aaron Spidell. And Bennett grabbed him by the face mask and grabbed him, brought him down, but no call. But the Bears, after the interception by Aaron Spidell, will have it at their own 43-yard line. Three interceptions on the year for Aaron Spidell, and he just went up for the jump ball and brought it down. A little bit of pressure on Breitenstein, and he just tried to throw it up to Bennett, much of what he did last year that they had success with. And as I said before, I guarantee they challenged Aaron Spidell and said, don't let it happen again. And so far, uh, he's, he's made up for it. Bears have had good coverage so far tonight on the outside receivers. It's been up the middle that they've had the problem. So the Bears come out offensively with 9.55 left to go in the first half. No score. Moving in motion to the far side, Strasbaugh. He gets it on the jet. He's going to take it around the left side to the 45, to the 50. Cuts it to the left sideline to the 45, to the 40, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the Chippewa 39-yard line. 18-yard gain on the play for Strasbaugh and another first down. Great block on the perimeter, too, by Antoine Lewis. He just pancaked uh, his defender there to enable Nick to get at least five more yards there. Ball inside the 40-yard line of Chippewa at the 39. Bears have had no problems moving the ball. They've killed themselves 
Throw out to the left flat, complete to Titus Bixler to the 45, to the 35, excuse me, and inside the 35 to the 34-yard line. Five-yard completion on the play to Titus Bixler. That's his first catch of the night. And it's second down, five yards to go for the Bears. Ball at the Chippewa 34-yard line. Reby out of the shotgun now, and now Strasbaugh will move in motion back behind Reby. Handoff goes to Strasbaugh. He takes it down to the 33-yard line, just a yard gain for Nick Strasbaugh with nine minutes left in the half. That was one that uh, I think Brevin, if he had had to do it again, he would have kept that and run the option with Stanley. He held on to it a little bit too long, but gave it to Nick, so he uh, avoided a fumble. Third down, four yards to go. Strasbaugh lines up now behind Reby. They hand off. Reby drops up the snap and has to fall on the football back to the 38-yard line for a loss of five. He just never got a handle on the football. And that'll bring up fourth down and nine yards to go. It's a little too far out for a field goal. Even, well, the wind is now at the Bears' backs, but it's little too close for a punt, so the Bears will go for it on fourth and nine. That's a, a, just a tough play right there. It looked like Ruby tried to do the exact same thing, fake the handoff and run the option, got a little too excited. So the Bears fourth and nine, ball at the 39-yard line, fake handoff to Stanley. Brevin rolls out to his left. He's going to throw it into the flat, and it is incomplete past the intended receiver, Titus Bixler, and the Bears will turn it over on downs. So the Bears turn it over on downs, there's 7.58 left to go in this first half of play. And your score, Chippewa nothing and Waynedale nothing. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. While you're away, Zollinger ran it around the left end and picked up three yards on the carry. Out to the 42-yard line of the chip, 735 left to go in this first half. He's got four carries, nine yards unofficially, Zollinger does. Ball at the 42-yard line, second down, call it a long six. Hecker lined up behind Breitenstein, now moves off to his right-hand side. Now moving in motion is Luke Brown. He gets the pitch out on the right-hand side sweep. He's going to hurdle a tackler, and he's going to be inside Waynedale territory to the 45, to the 40, and brought down by Logan Stanley right at the 40-yard line. 18-yard pickup for Brown, and another first down for the Chips. This is something that you don't want to get into if you're Waynedale, let them start to pick up big plays. Seven minutes left to go in the half. Breitenstein. Puts Zollinger in motion. Now he's going to run it right up the middle. And he's going to be hit at the 40-yard line. Struggles forward and gets it down to the 36-yard line for a gain of four. And it's second down and six. Breitenstein has got 25 yards tonight on five carries. That just a straight quarterback option. 6.45 to go. Sales goes out wide right. And now Chippewa. Now the officials are going to take a timeout. The injured player down there. Looks like uh, looks like Ben Farrar, and that's who it is, and he's up. And 
Looks more like a leg or a hip than it does a concussion. But Brandon Giles out there to help him walk off. And Brandon Giles is going to be our guest at halftime talking about the concussion protocol. That was an official timeout. Now let's see if the Bears have decided to take a timeout because both teams are around their coaches. And it looks like, I don't know, the officials are huddling. So we're going to take a timeout also. 6.40 to go in this first half of play. We've got no score from Chippewa. When it comes to cheering on your team, chips and dip don't cut it. So build a better game plan. One that starts with tender, juicy pork. Kick things off with a pork tenderloin and sausage flatbread. Serve a slam dunk with sweet and spicy pork kebabs. Or hit it out of the park with hearty pork meatball sandwiches. With pork, there are countless ways to keep game day going strong. Find more winning ideas at porkbeinspired.com. Brought to you by Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers. Well, it appears just to be an official's timeout, but they took the full full boat. Second and six, Breitenstein's going to hand it off to Brown. Brown's got the first down inside Waynedale territory, inside the 30, and down to the 26-yard line after a gain of 10. Brown now the main man on the ground for Chippewa. He's picked up the last two first downs on his own. 6.35 and running. No score. Here in this second quarter, Breitenstein is going to hand it off to Zollinger. Zollinger inside the 20, down to the 16-yard line. So consecutive 10-yard pickups on the play by Chippewa. Well, they're going to call that one about 9 yards, down to the 17-yard line. 46 yards on the ground tonight for Zollinger. Second down, 1 yard to go. Fake handoff. Breitenstein's going to keep it right up the middle. Breaks open, and he takes it in for the score. 17-yard touchdown run for Bailey Breitenstein and Chippewa with the first score of the night, and they lead it at 6 to nothing. Yeah, just uh, as I said, not something you want to start to do is start to let them pick up big chunk, chunks of yardage, so the Bears are going to have to do a better job getting off their blocks. Gersten Slager in to attempt the extra point with six minutes exactly left to go. Hold is down, kick is up, and he drilled it right through. There's an official timeout on the field. Six minutes to go in this first half of play from Doylestown. Your score, Chippewa 7, and the Bears nothing. Amish craftsmanship revered worldwide. Dutch quality stone products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. In the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch quality stone provides a stunning collection of fine veneer stone readily available for dependable, easy-to-install options for homes and commercial properties. In our corner of the world, people believe in doing things right. Hard work, honesty, and genuine care. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Dover Road in Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Realistically, Pat, when you look at this one, the Bears have done a better job of moving the football until that drive, but the Chips have the lead, 7 nothing. Yeah, as you said, uh, just one possession for the Chips that they were able to uh, really move the football and gain big chunks of yardage. Um, so... Bears are going to have to figure out they can't keep going from the 20 to 20 all night and not scoring the scoring the ball. And this is where a part of the game where you might get into trouble because we've seen um, once Chippewa gets rolling, then they're able to just punch off score after score after score. So uh, this this possession is pretty crucial for the Bears. Well, it was the third quarter last week that the Bears really took a handle on that Hillsdale game coming in off of their Norway defeat. And Chippewa it may have taken them about a quarter and a half to get themselves righted after their defeat at the hands of Norway last week. Strasbaugh is going to set back to return this kickoff. 
from Chandler Gerstenslager. 7-0 Chippewa on top. We've got six minutes. We're exactly halfway through this second quarter of play. Gerstenslager approaches the football, and the kick is a low line drive kick that will be taken in by one of the upbacks at the 33-yard line, and he will be stopped right there after grabbing the football. That was grabbed by Matt Zimmerle of the Bears. So the Bears take it over at their own 43-yard line. Check at 33-yard line. So the Bears will send out Aaron Spidell wide right, wide left, Antoine Lewis. Bears in that trips. Now they'll move Lewis and Bixler off to the right-hand side, and Spidell goes in tight right. Moving in motion is Nick Strasbaugh. Fandoff goes inside, and it goes to one of the upbacks. Lewis, little shovel pass. That was Antoine Lewis, yes. Little shovel pass to Antoine Lewis, and he picked up about five yards on the pass completion out to the 39-yard line. That's the fourth catch of the night by Antoine Lewis. 27 yards. Second down, five yards to go. Fake handoff to Stanley. Throw out into the flat. It is knocked up in the air, and Bixler had to go up for it against Jerry Bennett, and he ended up being the DB and knocked it down away from Bennett. So the incompletion makes it second down. Make it third down and five yards left to go for a first. Ball at the 39-yard line. 527 left in this first half. Brandon Giles, our guest at halftime, the athletic trainer for Wayndale. Trips out to the near side. Out wide left is Bixler. Fake handoff. Reby drops back. He's going to throw the ball over the middle to Strasbaugh, and they'll say he didn't catch it. He slipped, fell down, and the ball bounced into his chest. So the incompletion brings up fourth and five, and it's another punting situation for the Bears. Obviously not what you want if you're Wayne Doe. Didn't chew too much time off the clock um, and just didn't weren't able to do anything with that possession. Just get five yards, and that was it. So Wanzik will come in to punt the ball away for the third time with 5.23 left to go, and not much time ran off the clock on that possession. Wanzik kicks the ball away. Bennett set back to return, and the ball will hit inside the 35-yard line and be marked out of bounds at the 31. So a 30-yard punt for Jarrett Wanzik. And Chippewa starts at their own 31-yard line, first and 10. And again, as I said before the kickoff, this is a spot where you've got to start to be careful because you don't want to get in too much of a hole against this Chippewa team. And the Chips have the ball to start the second half. They deferred. Breitenstein, handoff goes now to Zollinger. Zollinger is going to take it up across the 30 to the 35-yard line where he is stopped after a four-yard gain by Antoine Lewis, the Bears' leading tackler this year. There's not a lot of penetration at the line for the Bears tonight. That's something they're they're going to have to start to work on uh, going into the second half. Ben Farrar is back into the ballgame after leaving with an injury. Handoff goes on the right-hand side to Brown. Brown gets a seam, takes it across the 40, out to the 42-yard line. Gain of seven on that carry and another first down for the Chips. Brown now seven carries. He's got 53 yards unofficially on the ground. Ball just outside the 41-yard line. 4.40 left to go in this first half. 
Breitenstein in a wing formation puts Brown in motion, pitches it out to Brown around the right-hand side. He's going to be hit at the line and dropped at the 43-yard line after a gain of about two. Tackle made by Titus Bixler and Brevin Reby, who's out there at corner now. Second down, eight yards to go. Matt Blair comes in for the Chips and leaving his race sales, so the Chips will go with that tight end formation. Wing left for the Chips is Zollinger, and Zollinger gets the handoff. He's going to take it out to the 44-yard line. They may give him about a yard on that play. Tackle made by Ben Farrar and Logan Stanley. And they're going to say he did pick up just about a yard. And it will be third down and seven from the 44 of Chippewa. Big third down here. You know, po- possible uh, passing situation, a little flood route for the Chips, which is something they like to do. But as always, you got to keep your eye on Breitenstein. Wing formation looked like Breitenstein was audibling. He's going to hand it off to Brown. Brown's got a seam. He's going to be hit, struggles toward the first down across the 45, out to the 49, maybe the 50-yard line. And he's going to be shy of the first down by about a yard, maybe a yard and a half, as they spot him just outside the 49 and shy of the 50. Gain of six on the carry for Brown. And it's fourth down and a yard and a half. They need to get inside Wayndale territory just past the 49-yard line, and they are just on the other side of midfield. With the football, Breitenstein looks out to his receivers. He's got Hecker lined up right behind him. Brown to the right of him out of the pistol. 2.50 and running left to go in this first half. Chips lead it 7-0. They're showing a blitz by Strasbaugh, and now Chippewa will use a timeout. And I think they just wanted to draw, the, move the clock down as far as they can and then talk things over. That's their second time out of the half. I would imagine that uh, Bully's liking what he's seeing with being able to run the ball the past couple possessions, so I wouldn't be surprised if he puts his, out, his offense out there and goes for it. Well, he hasn't brought the, the punter out, although Bennett is the punter. But it doesn't look like Breitenstein is leaving the field, so I would assume that the Chips will be going for this one. Bears have all three timeouts left, 2.44 to go in this first half. Chippewa on the scamper by Breitenstein leads it 7 to nothing. Bears have moved the football well, but they have not been able to put anything on the scoreboard. One touchdown pass was called back because of a holding penalty. So it looks like the Chips will be going for it after this timeout. They'll have one left. Breitenstein leads the offense on the field. Bennett comes out wide left. They've got Hecker lined up out of the pistol behind Breitenstein. And on the left-hand side is Brown. Wing right is Zollinger. Handoff goes to Brown. Brown's going to be hit. He's going to struggle forward and get the first down inside Waynedale territory to the 48. He needed about a yard and a half, and he got about two and a half. Uh, got some initial penetration and somebody got him at the ankles but he was able to keep his balance long enough to struggle forward to get the first down so the ball at the Wayndale 48 yard line first and 10, 235 left to go in the first half of play Breitenstein puts Zollinger in motion Zollinger gets the pitch out around the left hand side flag down on the play before it ever started and it's going to be a legal procedure against the Chips Someone moved on that offensive line, so the penalty will mark it back five yards back into Wayndale territory. That's the fourth penalty of the night against the Chips. 
for 30 yards so far, and it'll take it back into Wayndale territory at the 47. And it's first and 15. Sales back in for the chips, and Bennett will leave. 2.28 remaining in the first half. Pistol formation behind Breitenstein is Hecker. They've been running that motion on the offensive line all night. Moving in motion to the far side is Brown. He's going to get the pitch out. He's going to throw the ball deep. He's got a receiver, but he overthrows him. And Strasbaugh's right there and intercepts it at the 20-yard line. Makes a step. Cuts it up to the 25, up the far side. Now he's going to cut it back to the side. Gets a block to the 35. He skips a boat tackler. Now to the 40, and he's going to be oh. out at the 45. And got it out the midfield after the interception. And the Bears will take it over in great field position at the Chippewa 49-yard line after the second interception of the year by Nick Strasbaugh. And that's what you need going into halftime. That's a huge play there. Now the Bears got to capitalize and march it down 49 yards and put it into the end zone for six. So they'll take it over first and ten at the Chippewa 49-yard line. They've got all three timeouts left and a minute 57 to go in this half, down 7 nothing. Boy, Strasbaugh, he's not in the game right now. After that run, he brought it back about 40 yards, but I'll bet he ran about 80. Reby, out of the straight shotgun. Nobody in the backfield with him. Now moving in motion is Lewis. Lewis is going to get the handoff on the jet. Cuts it in the 45-yard line to the 40. Skips a tackler and takes it down to the 37-yard line. Gain of 12 for Antoine Lewis on the jet. His second carry of the night for 13 yards. And the Bears have a first down at the Chippewa 37-yard line. 1.50. The clock is running in this first half. Purdy is out wide left. Wide right is Spidell. Strasbaugh still on the sideline. Stanley lined up slot right. Moving in motion, Menuay. Menuay is going to get the handoff around the right-hand side. Cuts it upfield to the 45, make it the 35, excuse me, yard line. Gain of two on the play for Isaiah Menuay. Timeout, Waynedale. So Menuay, with his first carry of the night, takes it down just shy of the 35-yard line of Chippewa with one minute, 30 seconds left to go before halftime. 7-0, Chippewa on top of it. Breitenstein has got a touchdown tonight, but he's also thrown two picks. And the Bears now are moving, trying to get the tying score. That last one was actually Luke Brown. They tried to do that tailback pass again. Um, and as you said, just overthrew it, and Nick kind of turned into the receiver there and, and did what his team needed him to do and made a big return uh, back into Chippewa territory. But now is where they got to cash in. They've been able all night to go from the 20 to 20. Uh, now they got to put it in the end zone. Yeah, you're right. I meant to say Chippewa with two picks tonight. Brown did throw that one. That was probably an ill-advised throw because the Bears had double coverage back there. So the Bears after using their first timeout. Now we'll have two timeouts left. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball just shy of the Chippewa 35-yard line. Empty backfield for Reby out of the shotgun. Reby, here comes Chippewa on the blitz. Now he's going to roll out to his right. He's going to throw it up the right side and just throw it over the head of Aaron Spidell and incomplete. There was just nobody available for Reby to throw the football to. Yeah, Chippewa had uh, obviously assumed that the Bears were going to try to pass it there, and he brought a, a double linebacker blitz, and as you said, didn't give Reby any time. Reed Stanley 
in the backfield. Strasbaugh is slot left. He's back into the ballgame. Third down and eight. Reby drops back. Screen pass out the right-hand side to Reed Stanley. He's got one man to beat. Cuts it to the 30. Down to the 25-yard line. First down. Bears at the Chippewa 25. Fumble on the play, but the Bears say they got it back. There's going to say that he was down on the play or the Bears got it back. Ball is at the 24-yard line of Chippewa after an 11-yard completion to Reed Stanley. Nice little setup there by the Bears. That's the first catch of the year by Reed Stanley, by the way. Handoff goes to Stanley. Stanley, and now there's a flag down by the side, Judge, and they're going to call a legal procedure against the Bears. So that'll mark the Bears back. I've seen more procedure penalties in this game tonight than I have, I think, in the entire season, Pat. I, I Combined. agree with that, yeah. It's, and just watching Chippewa up here, you could call it almost on every single play. It seems like somebody's moving forward early. So it's first and 15. One minute exactly left to go. Reby, fake handoff to Stanley. Looks out to the left, and it is past Nick Strasbaugh and incomplete. Brennan just seems to be having a tough time getting a handle on the football tonight to throw it in a few times. Yeah, just a, that one had a little bit too much mustard on it. He was only about 15 feet away from Nick in that short little pass, and he threw it like he was 20 yards down the field. Trips out to the right with Spidell, Lewis, and Strasbaugh. Out wide left, Colton Purdy. Single setback is Reed Stanley on second and 15. Fake handoff to Stanley. Reby looks over the middle, and it is intercepted by Brown. Brown picks up a block, and he's going to be hit by Colton Purdy at midfield and dropped down right there at the 46-yard line. That ball just hung up, and Brown was right there to intercept it. Second interception of the night thrown by Brevin Reby. And the Bears, with 44.1 seconds to go, turn it over on the interception, and Chippewa now will have an opportunity to take it in, but they've only got one timeout left. Yeah, good field position here for uh, Chippewa, so you um, got to be careful if you're Wayne Dale. No big plays here. Ball at the Wayne Dale 46-yard line. Breitenstein with 44.1 seconds to go. Bears showing blitz on the line. Dropping back is Breitenstein, and here they come. Breitenstein's going to run it right up the middle to the 45, slips and dives forward to the 42-yard line. Four-yard pickup for Bailey Breitenstein. Timeout, Chippewa. And Mike Boley's going to go out and talk to his team. It brings up second down. Well, they're going to say he, they're going to mark him down at the about the 44-yard line, Pat. It looked like he got out near the 40, but they're going to mark him down after just a two-yard gain. It looked like he slipped down on the on a cutback, and they obviously said that the knee went down before he lunged forward a little bit further. So it's second down, eight yards to go for the chips. And that looks like it'll do it for their timeouts. I think they're out of timeouts yeah, now. I, I have them out of timeouts, but... 36 seconds left. You can't let anything behind you if you're the Bears, but you also have to be able to come up and uh, break down on Bridenstine and be able to to tackle him and not let him run it into the end zone on his own. 36.4 seconds to go in the first half. 7 nothing Chippewa. They have the ball at the Wayndale 43-yard line. Breitenstein looks out to the right and out to the left. Pistol formation with Hecker. 
He's going to look to the left, can't find anybody. Now runs it right up the middle across the 40 to the 35. Almost broke it open, but he's brought down at the 33-yard line on a nice tackle by Reed Stanley. So a gain of 11 on the play for Bailey Breitenstein. He's got 55 yards. First down for the Chips with 30.3 seconds to go at the Waynedale 33. Clock moving now. And now Breitenstein will just spike the ball to stop the clock. So second down, 10 yards to go from the Waynedale 33. 28.2 seconds. Wind picking up again, blowing right into the face of the Chips. Breitenstein, 17-yard touchdown run, the only score in this one so far tonight. And the Chips lead it. you got two teams here that have scored over 200 points this year, and they've battled to a 7-0 score so far. Dropping back is Breitenstein, rolling out to his left, looking upfield, can't find anyone, now throws it out in, and it will be complete to Jerry Bennett at the 23-yard line. Gain of 10 on the reception, and he's close to a first down. I've got that as the first catch of the night by anyone. First completion of the night for Breitenstein. 22.6 seconds to go. And it looks like they're going to measure. Boy, he is very, very close to the first down. This is this benefits Chippewa because they get a free timeout here. They're going to have to bring the chains all the way over from the far side to this near side on the Chippewa sideline to measure this one. 22.6 seconds to go. Brandon Giles is our guest at halftime. Talking about concussion protocol. We can't see where the ball is marked and where they string the sticks out, but now the official says he's about the length of the football shy of the first down. That was a nice completion to Jerry Bennett. He did a good job of staying on that sideline, keeping his feet inbounds and making the catch. Yeah, it was. He... Uh as you said, just kept his uh, feet in long enough to be able to get the completion and fall out of bounds to stop the clock. So they'll spot the ball right at the Waynedale 23-yard line. He's got to get just inside the 23 to pick up the first down. Chips with no timeouts left, 22.6 seconds to go in the half. Breitenstein, you can tell he's the leader of this offensive unit. He describes everything to everyone, including the offensive linemen. Breitenstein, empty backfield, drops straight back to pass. He's looking out to his right. He's going to throw the ball deep into the end zone to Sales. He's all alone. Touchdown. Ray Sales broke free. Nick Strasbaugh couldn't get over there in time, and he busted behind Isaiah Menue, and it's 13-0 Chippewa on that reception. 23-yard touchdown reception. Just a huge punch in the face to the Bears to turn the ball over, give up a big return, and then let Chippewa march down in, what, about 30 seconds to be able to, to put it in the end zone. 16.9 seconds to go, and the kick is up by Gersten Slager, and it is good. So, just under 17 seconds left to go, and the Chips now lead it 14 to nothing. And that's huge if you're if you're Chippewa because as you said before they get the ball out of halftime. So 
for the, unless something crazy happens here to go be up 14 nothing and get the ball out of halftime to try to extend it to 21 nothing. Um, that's huge for Chippewa. If you're Waynedale, on the other hand, it, you just got to turn the page now. You've given up big plays, um, had penalties to negate your own big plays. Got to turn the page. You got another half to get ready for. You can't hang your heads. Well, Gersten Slager is going to punt the ball away. I doubt seriously if he's going to, going to kick the ball away. I doubt seriously if he's going to kick it into the hands of Nick Strasbaugh. You wouldn't want to give him the opportunity to run it back. He'll probably do just what he did before, and that's squib it across. And hopefully one of the Wayndale upbacks will take it down. That would be the best-case scenario for Chippewa. 16.9 seconds to go in this half. 14 nothing chips on top of it. Gersten Slager will kick it away. Strasbaugh back set to return with Menue on his right, Lewis on his left. Gersten Slager approaches it, and he's going to line drive it over to one of the upbacks. That is Zimmerly. Zimmerly picks it up, and he's going to run it back to the 40, to the 45-yard line inside Chippewa territory. And he's going to be run out of bounds at the 49-yard line with 10.4 seconds to go in the half. Second consecutive possession that the Bears have taken it over at the Chips 49. And they've got two timeouts left. But, and the wind is at their back. I don't know if Brevin's got arm enough to throw the ball into the end zone from this distance or not. Well, you might might be able to do a like a 10 or 15 yard route and try to get out of bounds and then uh, shorten it up to make a like a 35 yard pass. But trips out to the right for the Bears. Ball at the Chippewa 49. Fake handoff. Reby's going to throw it up the left side. He's got Spidell there and he overthrew him and incomplete. Check out it was Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh was open on the left side and it just carried and went out of bounds. Now there's 5.7 seconds left. And that's that's a situation where we definitely uh, saw the wind affect the ball there. Well, that was a flick of the wrist by Brevin and he threw it about 35 yards. I think he can get it into the end zone with this wind at his back. Now it shifts and is going against the Bears. Second down and 10. This should be the last play of the first half. Ball at the Chippewa 49. Handoff up the middle to Stanley. Stanley's going to take it down to the 45-yard line of Chippewa. Four-yard gain, and that'll do it for the first half of play. So Chippewa on a touchdown run by Breitenstein, a touchdown pass by Breitenstein, and they lead it here at the end of the first half of play by a score of 14 to nothing. Brandon Giles, our guest here at halftime on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell. Again, your score at halftime, it is... Wayndale down on the scoreboard, Chippewa 14 and Wayndale nothing. Harvest Market offers you everything you need from a community grocery store, providing fresh local meats, ready-to-go meals, and a full-service deli. Harvest Market is your one-stop butcher shop and can cut to order. The barbecue chicken is fresh off the grill and the smoked ribs are second to none. For your next get-together, leave the cooking to Harvest Market. Harvest Market's convenient hours are Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 to 6. Harvest Market, located in the core of Apple Creek. Come taste the difference. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Hi, I'm Benny Wells. 
whatever the sport, wherever it's played, there's one thing that student-athletes, coaches, and fans can all share, sportsmanship. The Ohio High School Athletic Association Respect the Game campaign reminds us that school sports are so much more than wins and losses. On behalf of the OHSAA, let's all do our part to make school sports a fun, positive, and rewarding experience that student-athletes remember for a lifetime. Every game, every time, let's all respect the game. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by Yoder Builders in Orville, 684-1050, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192, the Spidell Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster, and the Apple Creek Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Now back to the field for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. Welcome back to Chippewa High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with tonight's Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report. In light of what happened last week with the Northwestern Huskies freshman Tyler Carlson and the stroke that he had suffered, we want to talk with Wayndale head athletic trainer Brandon Giles about the concussion protocol that not only the state has put in place, but also what happens at Wayndale High School. Brandon, thanks for joining us here at halftime. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Brandon, talk a little bit about your responsibilities, first of all, as far as the state of Ohio is concerned, being the athletic trainer, and what it is that you have to do when you think somebody on the team has a concussion. Um, usually we just do a, a finger stat test. It usually takes about 10 minutes. Um, obviously, we monitor all the signs, symptoms, um, headache, sensitive to light. Um, obviously, their people reactivity. Um, everything based upon that, obviously, we also pay attention to the actual game and monitor their signs and symptoms. Obviously give them a series of words, numbers, things to remember, and we come back later and ask them. Obviously we also take into consideration, like, it's also football, if there's use contact sport, obviously it's a main priority, especially with the state of Ohio. And things are changing. I mean, it's getting pretty brutal now. I mean, everything, even equipment-wise, is more built for speed and quickness and rather than actual protection. So, I mean, I take everything into the utmost consideration, including with the state of Ohio. Um, I'm not sure uh, what other athletic trainers are doing. I usually do a seven days regardless concussion symptoms. Um, I also use a SCAT score. Um, we also rate them every single day based on how they're feeling, where it comes to uh, drowsiness, sense of delight, sense of the hearing, headache, pressure in the head, dizziness. Brandon, talk about, do you have a baseline that where you actually have tested out the athletes prior to a game or something where you, you go by based upon that? Um, usually we, we go based on, on symptoms. Um, obviously, everybody has a problem saying that, um, thinking that some of these tests are really, really hard. Obviously, it's to trigger the brain activity, making sure the symptoms don't get worse as we're giving these tests. Um, I usually, I, we use a SCAP score. Um, cognitive physical evaluation, um, obviously at the end we do like words and numbers and then come back towards the end. We're like, Hey, you remember any of these words or numbers? 
um, just to trigger, you know, long-term memory, making sure everything is fluid, if that makes sense. Now, when you do these, these SCAT tests, if they fail one but pass the others, what, what do you base that on as to whether or not you'll let the player continue? Um, usually, regardless if they get a headache, I stop them right off the bat, um, especially with football, why take a risk? It's the brain. It's You only get one of them. Um, so, and then, obviously, we do further evaluation as it goes. Um, out of the three years I've been here, I think I've only had one kid with a reoccurring concussion after they've already went through my concussion protocol that me and Rick Tompkins over at Dunlap Family Physicians has established. Now, when an official, an official actually has the uh, responsibility if he thinks a player has suffered a head injury to bring them off to the side. Now, when that happens, Brandon, how do you handle that if the player has not, in your opinion, had a head injury? Um, usually I, I go based on the ref. I mean, if the ref sees something out of the ordinary, um, obviously because we attend to everybody else, you know, I mean, a lot of times we're attending to another athlete and something happens and one of us weren't paying attention. Um, we have, we have to go based on what the ref says because we consider that he's automatically done out um, for the rest of the game, and then obviously we scatter him regardless. Even simple things as like um, like the whiplash, tightness in the back of the neck, I still scat every single athlete as like a baseline to see where they're at. Now, if you see something happen out on the field that the coaches don't, what is your responsibility as far as letting them know? Tell them right away. Um, I'm usually right in their ear. I try to hang around uh, – Ripper as much as I can just to make sure we're communicating, um, especially even after injury or if I notice something. But usually our coaching staff is really good about noticing when somebody's hurt or needs a blow or they need checked out. You know, one case in particular that I want to bring up was last year uh, when Brevin Reby suffered his concussion. A lot of people didn't see what happened. Even at the time, it appeared that he felt fine coming off the field. I know you don't you don't want to talk in specifics, but what – do you look for primarily when a player comes off the field or, or when you spot something that you really try to zone in on as far as whether or not you're going to allow them to play? Um, obviously, it's, it's the biggest thing is trying to establish what the athlete is telling you on their, what they're feeling. Um, the hardest part is making sure that they're not lying because a lot of kids, regardless whether they have a headache or not, they still want to be out there. They actually hate being concussion tests. Um, but, I mean, it, it's been a huge ordeal, and I take the utmost precaution with it. Um, and Brevin's aspect of it, he was complaining of other stuff rather than his head. Um, and that's a simple thing of, like, we can still give him, you know, we still scat him, give him, like, a concussion thing, um, give him words to remember. Just simple stuff to cognate, um, like, delayed memory stuff later on. Everything was related to the chest. Um, and then, actually, the symptoms got worse. Started getting the headache, started feeling nauseated, um, and then that's when that was it. So when you look at this, you've got, like you said, the seven-day rule, Brandon, but have you yep. found that these rules, these new rules that you've put in place, that the state of Ohio has put in place, have you found that they're actually helping out? Um, on my end, I'm actually really, really strict on it. Um, I do seven days, something free, um, along the lines of even if they do seven days with no problems at all, then I do five days of actual return to play. Um, I know with football, we start off, with simple stuff, just in normal shorts and T-shirt, and then we progress to helmet only, and then we progress to helmet and shoulder pads. We do full gear as well as a little bit of practice. Um, like in Bevin's situation, his actual full-day gear was warm-ups of that following week, and then he still came off, and then I still allowed them to get a full week of practice. Now, does football, obviously I would think that football 
actually is different from the other sports, basketball, baseball, soccer? How do they differentiate between the sports? Um, obviously, soccer, you're going to have a little bit more head trauma, too, just because they don't, they don't have a lot of protective gear. Um, volleyball is also crucial as well just because of they're in an enclosed area, especially a gymnasium, sound, light. Um, obviously, it's very loud in there, so usually that is going to trigger a headache so much more. Um, football is usually the contact, the lights, the sound. Um, baseball is actually pretty – it's kind of hard to judge. It's very – I mean, it's, it's common, but it's uncommon. Um, basketball is the same thing. I mean, it, anything in an enclosed area is going to bring out more symptoms like, compared to football where you're outdoors as well. Brandon added that he also uses the impact testing as well when diagnosing whether an athlete has a concussion or not. Our thanks to Brandon Giles for being our guest here at halftime. He's the athletic trainer for Wayndale High School, talking about the concussion protocol not only at Wayndale, but around the state of Ohio. We'll be back with more of our Apple Creek Bank halftime report after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Fourteen nothing Chippewa on top of the Bears here at halftime of this one on UltimateSportsTalk.com. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell. Pat, so far the Bears have shown an inability to stop the running attack of Chippewa, especially between the tackles. Yeah, towards the beginning of the game, doing a pretty good job keeping them to two or three yards of carry, and then, as we said, the the one possession where they were able to start getting chunks at eight, nine, ten yards and. Um, you know, that, that's really been the difference of the game is that one possession and then the, the possession at the end where, um, you know, Chip Wall's making plays and Waynedale's not. You know, it appears that the game plan for the Bears coming into this one was run the ball, try to establish the running game, and then throw the ball deep. Well, unfortunately, they haven't been able to throw the ball deep in this one. They were in that first drive, Pat, but in the rest of the game, they have not been able to throw the ball deep. Yeah, that's that's really been their game plan throughout the whole season is just do short little stuff, run the ball, short passes, wait for the defense to sneak up and then throw something over top, but um, Chippewa is doing a great job on, on Straw's ball and not letting him go deep and uh, just just doing a good job of getting pressure on Reby too of the line you know who was our star of the game last week they're they're just not doing a very good job of, of giving Brevin too much time to to throw the football and Chippewa is doing a good job of running away from the Bears right side of their defense which includes Adam Mullet at that end position and Antoine Lewis at the outside linebacker spot yeah they're definitely getting uh, Wayne Dill. Uh, they're making us do what, what they want us to do uh, in the fact of doing all the shifts and they'll get us lined up and then they'll shift guys to the other side and 
and uh, get the ends where where they want them. They're, they're definitely manipulating us on defense right now. Well, we'll take a look at the stat story of tonight's game and also go over what we think the Bears are going to have to do to take care of this one. We're about seven minutes away from the kickoff of the second half. Chippewa will have the ball to open the second half. We'll do that when we return after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Chippewa on top of this one over Waynedale. Elsewhere in the area, Norwayne is winning big over Dalton, 28-0. Northwestern leads Hillsdale, 21-0. That one is a surprise. Hillsdale really has fallen off the deep end after that fourth game of the year when when they won and then came into Waynedale last week and got beat. Yeah, just uh, apparently they got four turnovers tonight. I don't care who you play, you're not going to win a lot of ball games with four turnovers. And Smithville is winning big over Rittman. As we said, 14-0 Chippewa on top of this one over the Bears. Let's take a look at what's going on with the stat story, and here's Pat. We'll start off with uh, the Chippewa Chips. 173 yards of total offense on 31 plays. 33 yards through the air, 140 yards on the ground. Four penalties for 30 yards. Nine first downs for the Chips, eight on the ground, one through the air. Bailey Breitenstein, 2 for 4 for 33 yards, 1 touchdown, 1 interception. Bailey Breitenstein also leading the way in the rushing category. 8 attempts for 58 yards for one and 1 touchdown. Luke Brown has 8 attempts for 47 yards. Zach Zollinger, 8 attempts for 32 yards. So uh, the chips really spreading the ball around on the ground. Ray Sales leading the way, uh, receiving 1 catch for 24 yards, which was the touchdown. And Jerry Bennett has 1 catch for 9 yards. Switching over to Waynedale. 138 yards of total offense on 37 plays, 56 yards through the air, 82 on the ground, two penalties for 15 yards, nine first downs matching the chips, five on the ground and three through the air, one through the penalty. Brevin Reby is 8 of 19 for 56 yards and two interceptions, so uh, obviously not not like we've seen uh, the past few weeks from Brevin. Reed Stanley leading the way on the ground, eight attempts for 52 yards. Nick Strasbaugh has three attempts for 23 yards. Antoine Lewis, two carries for 13 yards. Logan Stanley, two carries for nine yards. And Isaiah Menue, one carry for two yards. Antoine Lewis has four catches for 25 yards. Reed Stanley has one catch for 11 yards. Aaron Spidell has one catch for 11 yards. Titus Bixler, one catch for five yards. And Isaiah Menue, one catch for four yards. So the score here at halftime, 14 to nothing. Waynedale down on the scoreboard. We're going to take a look at what we think is going to have to happen here in this second half of play when we return right after this timeout. 
The Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in their customers' lives and help customers choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Locally owned, community driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Well, Pat, 14 nothing the score. As we said, the Chips have really done what they have needed to do. They have run the ball in between the tackles against the Bears in this one. The Bears have not been able to, to defend the run, especially up the middle, and they've got to find a way. Matt Zerker and his coaching staff have got to find a way to stop that running game. Yeah, as you said, uh, you know whether it's uh, put uh, an extra guy in the box or, or do whatever they need to do, but it seems like they have a spy on Breitenstein. Um, sometimes they're able to c- contain him, sometimes they're not, but um, it, right now it's really the other guys that are getting bigger yardage and opening it up for Breitenstein. Uh, you know, Luke Brown getting 10 carries or 10 yards a, a carry on the possession that they scored the touchdown. Um, Zollinger coming in and, and getting some big yardage. So um, they're going to have to do what they did in the first quarter and limit that to two or three yards per carry to try to get back in this ball game. Chippewa is also doing a lot of movement on the offensive line, taking the tackle, moving him from the left side to the right side, and vice versa. Is that doing anything you think that is uh, confusing the Waynedale defense at all? Well, I'm not sure that if they've done it before. Um, if they, if that's something that the Bears have seen on film, if it is, it shouldn't really confuse them. But um, I, I think it, it might be confusing them. We're hearing the uh, coaching staff up here, which is all the way to our left. Um, yelling at the ends to get to the outside and the linebackers to, to shift towards the outside when they do the shift. So um, I'm sure that's something that they probably did talk about at halftime. And, you know, the Bears have been able to run the football here tonight. I guess the question is, will they go primarily? They're not down enough on the scoreboard that they cannot go with the running game exclusively and maybe go with more of a short passing attack. What do you think? Uh, that, that may be something that they may need to look into, especially with Reby struggling uh putting the ball through the air and, and just not getting a lot of time to, to pass it. Um, so they may have to look at doing some short stuff. Nick's got to get the ball. Nick's draw the ball. He's, he's got to get the ball. He's only touched it three times tonight, four if you count the interception. Um, it seems like whenever he's split out in the slot and he runs a route, Breitenstein's all, always matched up with him uh, one-on-one. I'll take my chances with uh, maybe a, a screen or something into the flat to, to Straw's ball and uh, – make him make Breitenstein make a play. I, I think if it's a one-on-one tackling situation, I think Nick would probably be able to get away from him, but um, that's something that, that we'll have to see. Well, Chippewa is going to have the ball as they deferred. They won the coin toss, but they deferred, so they'll have the ball to open up the second half of play. They lead it 14 to nothing. The second half is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. Brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on Ultimate Sports Talk. The 2015 football season continues on the road next Friday for the Wendell Golden Bears. A trip to Northwestern is on the schedule and a meeting with the Huskies. They're a rejuvenated team and looking to stay in the hunt for a playoff berth. 
I'm Dave Mitchell. If you can't make the game, join Pat Mitchell and I on Ultimate Sports Talk, beginning with the pregame show at 6.30. The kickoff is at 7. And before that at 6, join us for Golden Bear Rewind for a portion of this game replayed. It's Waynedale at Northwestern next Friday night, beginning at 6, and the kickoff at 7 on your Internet sports station, UltimateSportsTalk.com. Handoff goes to Stanley. Breaks it across the 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50. He's in midfield, and he is gone! Tonight's Wayndale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905, Shop Brothers Farms, Murphy's Promotions, Deb's Den in Apple Creek, Casa de Sassi, and PNC Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Wayndale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 14 nothing. the score here, with a, just about a minute away from the second half kickoff of this one. Pat, as we said, Chippewa deferred. They're going to get the ball. They're up 14 nothing. So this first possession is going to be extremely key. Almost, I want to hearken back to the Triway game where the Bears were down at halftime in that one, and Triway had the ball to open up the second half and the Bears came up with a big turnover and took control of that game they almost need to do that in this one yeah that, that would be huge for the Bears um you know really whatever happens you can't let them go down and score uh being down three three touchdowns to this team who likes to run the ball and, and would be able to control the clock even if you do get a score um that, that's just going to hurt you so this first possession is, is crucial for this defense to turn it over back to the offense and then let the adjustments happen that the coaching staff made at halftime and be able to try to punch it in. Well, the one thing Wayndale has proven is that their corners can cover the receivers for the chips. They've only had one mishap, and that was on the sales touchdown pass where he got behind Isaiah Minuay. But up until then, Pat, the Bears had done a good job of covering those receivers. Yeah, as you said, they've done a good job just uh Two for four for Breitenstein passing, two for six total um, with a couple interceptions. And that's that's really what they want to do. They want to put guys in the box and just go trust their athletes on the outside to go man-to-man on receivers. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, they'll, they'll keep doing that. Maybe they'll, they're they able to put another guy in the box. But uh, trust the coaching staff and the players, and they've, they've, I'm sure they've figured something out here at halftime to do. Well, Jerry Bennett and Zollinger are back set to return this one for the Chips, and look at them. The Chips are ready for the huddle onside kick that the Bears have tried to do the last two weeks. Wanzik is going to kick the ball away. He's got everybody in his huddle, and now he just tees the football up. And now Waynedale will break out of the huddle, and so Chippewa now knows that the Bears will kick it off. 14-0, chips on top of it. Here we go for the second half of play. Wanzik, Bears going from left to right now. Wanzik is going to pooch it up the right-hand side. Takes oh, a bounce. It. Bears are going to let it go, and it goes runs out of bounds, and it'll be a flag, and the penalty will give the ball back to Chippewa. That ball just did not take the proper bounce for the Bears to get on top of it in time. And he kicked that with his left foot. He kicked it with his left foot. You're right, he did. And it was a nice little pooch pooch kick, but it just took the end-over-end bounce towards the sideline instead of back to the middle. And there was a, there was about three or four Chippewa guys just kind of looking at each other, waiting for somebody to get the ball, and nobody from Waynedale was able to, to get down there to jump on it. 
That's an, an, another missed opportunity, in my opinion, by the Bears. So, ball at the 38-yard line. That is where Chippewa is going to take it. If it goes inside the 35, you can get it at the 35. But since it's outside the 35, Chippewa will get it at the 38. So that's where they'll take it over. Sales goes out wide right. Bennett comes out wide left. Wing formation with Brown. Brown, no motion. Now hands it off right to Zollinger. Zollinger takes it across the 40, right up the middle behind the left tackle, out to the 44-yard line for a gain of six. And Chippewa right back to that running game. And they're going to, Chippewa, obviously not tonight, but they're going to run into an officiating crew that's going to call these motions early. They are. Brown gets it off right side, takes it off right guard across midfield into Waynedale territory across the 45 to the 43-yard line. 13-yard com- run on the play by Brown. He's got 77 yards rushing, and that's the initial first down of the second half for the Chips. They have it at the Waynedale 43-yard line. Handoff goes to Zollinger, and Zollinger is going to take it down to the 40. Gain of three on the play. Check out that. Yes, it was Zollinger. Gain of three on the play for Zollinger. Hecker's only run the ball once tonight. They didn't run him much last week either. Receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff goes to Hecker this time. Off left tackle inside the 40 to the 35, and he's going to be wrapped up and brought down by Nick Strasbaugh right at the 35-yard line. Gain of five yards on the carry for Hecker. He's been battling through shoulder injuries for the last two years, but this year seems to be back and healthy his senior year. 10.43 left to go. Matt Blair comes in. Now Chippewa will go with that tight end formation, leaving his sails. Hecker back behind. Breitenstein moving in motion to Zollinger, fake pitch back, flags down on the play, and the play has been stopped. No, they'll let it go. It's going to be an illegal motion on uh, Zollinger there. He started coming forward out of his motion before um, before the snap. So it'll be third down and seven yards instead of third and two. Breitenstein did pick up the first down. I thought the play was stopped because the side judge here on our side, he just didn't do anything. He just stood there, threw his flag and then just stood there. (laughs) 10.26 left to go. That'll mark it back to the 40 and it will be third down and seven. That's the first penalty here in the second half against either team and the fifth overall tonight for the Chips. Blair is out. Now they bring Sales in as they go to that passing formation. He goes out wide to the right. Bennett comes out wide to the left. Wing formation, Breitenstein out of the pistol, moving in motion. They got two counters moving in there. Now they'll call the procedure penalty. Brown and Zollinger both moved, and they tried to run the counter on the reverse inside, but both were moving at the same time. So another illegal procedure penalty. Second one in a row, and that will move Chippewa back to their own, back to the Waynedale 45-yard line, and it's third down 12. And I, as I've been saying, you could almost call that every single play on them that time it was just a little more blatant than than most times, but um, again, if they run into an officiating crew that's going to call that, they may rack up 200 yards in penalties. Yeah, we've already seen it called more times tonight on both clubs, and I think we've seen it all year long combined. Ball at the 45-yard line of Waynedale, third and 12. It was third and two. Now after two penalties, it's third and 12. Breitenstein drops back, rolls out to his left, looks upfield. No rush. Now he's looking down the middle of the field. He's got sails wide open. It is completed to five touchdowns. 
beat Isaiah Menue on the right side, and there the touchdown pass of 45 yards gives Chippewa a 20 to nothing lead. He was wide open down the middle of the field. Just the same guy got beat for both touchdown passes. Uh, Isaiah Menue just obviously struggling with Ray Sales tonight. 68 yards in receptions for Ray Sales. Both of them touchdowns. Gersten Slager, the kick is up, and the kick is good. 9.37 left to go in this third quarter of play, and your score, it is Chippewa 21, Waynedale nothing. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek is your spot for fresh, homemade food daily. Custom, handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Try Deb's Den's relaxing, comfortable atmosphere. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service. Breakfast hours are Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8 and Sunday, 12 to 3. Closed on Monday. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. 9.37 after the 45-yard touchdown pass from Breitenstein to Ray Sales, their second hookup of the night. It's 21-0, Chippewa on top of the Bears. Yeah, as you said, uh, you know, just the touchdown pass and then what we were talking about at halftime, that's not what the Bears wanted to do at all. Um, now they're in an even bigger hole, three down three scores. Um, so now they got to figure out something to do quick. So Gersten Slager will kick it off. 9.37 remaining. Bears. Now the wind seems to be swirling here. Sometimes it's blowing out of the south, then it comes out of the north. Gersten Slager is going to be kicking right into the wind now. He kicks a low line drive kick that's going to be taken in by Isaiah Menue at the 20 to the 25 to the 30. Nice block by Nick Strasbaugh, but Menue is brought down right there at the 31-yard line. 9.32 left to go. That's where the Bears will start at their own 31-yard line for their initial possession here in the second half. Strasbaugh in the ball game comes out slot right. Bears running that stack on the wing side, the near side. Reby, handoff goes to Reed Stanley. Stanley cuts it across the 30, out to the 32-yard line. Gain of two on the carry. And it's second down, eight yards to go. 56 yards tonight rushing for Reed Stanley. 9.15, and the clock is moving. Bixler coming in after getting the play from Matt Zerker. He lines up tight end left. Now he moves to the slot. Strasbaugh and Lewis are right behind him in the wishbone. Reby, single setback Stanley, fake handoff, pitch us off inside to Antoine Lewis, and he is stacked up at the 30 and dropped immediately on the play by Marty Harrell. Boy, he read that perfectly. Loss of two, and it's third and ten. And right now, the Bears are finding themselves going against an, a very inspired and pumped-up Chippewa team, and they're just not matching that level of intensity. Um, and if, if that continues throughout this half, it, it's going to be a blowout. Third down, 10. Strasbaugh and Lewis behind Reby. Fake handoff to both. Drops straight back. Heavy rush. Throws it out into the flat. It is intercepted by Brown, and he is gone. He takes it all the way in. He started celebrating at the 10 and took it all the way in for the score. 
That was something that they uh, that the chips were able to read. They tried. Bears tried to run that screen. Uh, Lewis wasn't able to get away from it, and Brown read it the whole way and uh, picked it off. And like you said, nobody was touching it. Chippewa with the lead. 8-12 to go. Ball is down. Kick by Gersten Slager is up, and it is good, and there's a flag down. And it's going to be a chop block against Chippewa. So the Bears will probably accept it. That'll move them back 15 yards. And make him kick it over. 8-12 to go. The good news is there's plenty of time. There's 20 minutes left to go in this game. Bad news is you're down by four touchdowns. And that'll knock it back all the way to the 17-yard line. So that's where they will either attempt the extra point or go for two. Looks like they're going to go for... Looks like they're going to go ahead and kick the extra point. Gersten is going to come in and kick it away from the 23. And Breitenstein will hold. So the chips lead at 27 to nothing. Gersten Slager from the 23 for the extra point. Puts it up, drills it through. No good, wide left. 8-12 to go in this third quarter. Your score from Chippewa. It's the chips 27 and Waynedale nothing. Shaw Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers work hard every day to put on your table a product that is lean, nutritious, and tastes great. From crispy bacon on the breakfast table to a ham sandwich for lunch to juicy pork loins hot off the grill for supper, pork is a terrific option any time of the day. As we head into another season, Shaw Brothers Farm and Northeast Ohio Pork Producers support our Waynedale athletes. Go Bears! 27-0, Waynedale down to the Chippewa Chips. The only thing that Chippewa has really had a blemish against them tonight was Gerson Slager missing that extra point. They've thrown two interceptions, and the Bears have not been able to capitalize on any of them. Yeah, just uh, as I said, playing against the inspired Chippewa team right now, and they're obviously um, reading what, what we want to do with the football, so... Um, if, if Wando doesn't turn around soon, it's going to be a long rest of this game. So Gersten Slager will kick it away from his own 40. Last two times he's kicked it right at Isaiah Menue and Zimmerly, who are over on that far side. Gersten Slager tees it up on that far hash mark, and he'll kick it off with 8-12 to go in the third quarter. Kick is along the line, picked up by Logan Stanley. Logan Stanley out to the 35, out to the 40-yard line as he picked it up right there in front of Nick Strassbond, returned it out to near the 40-yard line. 8.08 left to go, and that's where the Bears will take it over at their own 39. So the Bears need to get something on this drive. There is no doubt they need to get something going offensively on this one. Ball at the 39-yard line. Reby moving in motion is Strasbaugh handoff right up the middle to Reed Stanley, and he is stacked up and brought down by Nick Willig, the junior 6'1", 315-pound nose guard after a yard loss. Boy, Chippewa knows exactly what the Bears are going to run when they run it. Yeah, and they're, they're getting in the backfield and just uh, 
really doing whatever they want to do right now. I'm not sure if Willig is hurt or if he just fell down trying to leave the field. Well, he looked like he was trying to limp off, and he knew he wasn't going to make it off in time, so he just he just fell down. So there's 7.43, and they're going to look over Nick Willig after he made that tackle, and now they've got the trainer out. And it looks like he's going to get to his feet and get himself off the field. And he's going to take himself off under his own power. 7.43 remaining to go in this third quarter. It's 27-0. Chippewa leading it after the injury timeout. Ball at the 38-yard line. Second down, call it 11 yards to go. Stanley, the single setback. Spidell out wide right. Lewis slot right. Strasbaugh out on the wing right, dropping back, throw out into the flat, complete. It goes to Antoine Lewis across the 40, and he's dropped at the 43-yard line. Nice tackle by Doug Price, the outside linebacker. Gain of four on that reception. And uh, not a whole lot of blocking on that one. Uh, Spidell just kind of stood out there on the outside looking for somebody to block, but never really made act actual contact with anybody. Third and seven from the 42-yard line. Reby dropping back, looking over the middle, looking to set up the screen, and now he throws it out to Reed Stanley, and Chippewa has got an answer for everything, incomplete. Bears are not able to do anything at all offensively. They can't run, they can't pass, they can't throw the ball. They are unable to do anything, and now the Bears are going to go for it on fourth down. Coach Z says, let's just go for it, with 7.02 remaining in the third on fourth and seven. Bears need to get the 49-yard line, just shy of midfield. Reby, fake handoff to Stanley. Looks out to his left. Now he's going to run to the right. He's got a lot of green. He can pick it up. He's across midfield. He's got the first down inside Chippewa territory down to the 42-yard line. 16-yard gain for Brevin Reby on the run. And he picked up the first down, a big first down for the Bears on fourth down. And that's something you can get when you see a lot of man-to-man like Chippewa does, is uh, when guys go down the field, then they can, um, the the middle opens up, and and you can really run for a lot of yardage. And now Mike Boley wants to take a timeout. That will be his first here in the second half. We will also. There's 6.55 to go in this third quarter. Your score, Chippewa 27 and Waynedale nothing. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com While we're at Northwestern next week we'll be on the air with the pregame show at 6.30 kickoff at 7 from West Salem 6.55 to go in this third quarter Bears a very important drive for them they're down 27 to nothing. Reby on first and 10 from the Chippewa 42 fake handoff throws out in the slot complete to Strasbaugh and he's going to be dropped right at the 45-yard line by Bailey Breitenstein. Boy, when Chippewa is going good, they are about the most cocky bunch you could ever run into. When things are going bad, they tend to start pouting. And obviously things are going good right now, and that's something that they've seen on film, the little fake screen and the the crosses to uh, 
the outside receivers, and once Breitenstein saw Strasbaugh go for the screen, he just busted up like a bullet. And that was Nick's first catch of the night. Strasbaugh moving in motion. They're going to give it to him on the jet. Runs around a, a screen set by Stanley inside the 40-yard line, and he's going to be chased down by Breitenstein and brought down at the Chippewa 37-yard line. So he gained eight yards back on the run, and it will be third down and six yards to go. Ball at the 37, make it the 38-yard line of Chippewa. Third down, seven. Bears will have to go for it on fourth if they don't get it here. Pass thrown out into the flat, complete to Aaron Spidell. He's close to the first down to the 32-yard line. It's going to be a completion of seven, and the official says, yes, he did get it. So the completion of seven gives the Bears the first down. First, second catch of the night for Aaron Spidell, and the Bears are moving like they were in that first quarter. Ball at the 32-yard line of Chippewa. First and 10. Stanley, the single setback. Moving in motion is Lewis. Lewis is going to get it on the jet. Cuts inside a block by Stanley. Gets it inside the 30. Down to about near the 29-yard line. They're going to mark him down right at the 30 after a gain of two on the play. And it's second down, eight yards to go. Bears with 527. Moving the football, but also using a lot of clock. Stanley lines up to the left of Brevin. Reby is the single setback. Fake handoff. Looks it down the field. He's going to throw it into the end zone to Strasbaugh, and it will be incomplete. Strasbaugh looking back to the official for a flag, but didn't get one as Breitenstein was right there man for man with him, streaking up the sideline. So the incompletion stops the clock with 5.14 left in the third quarter. It was uh, bumping him a little bit out of bounds, Strasbaugh, but... Um, you know, it, it really depends on what kind of official you get out there. When things are going bad, you're not going to get that call. Spidell lines up on the near right. They've got trips with Menue and Lewis lined up in the wishbone out on their right-hand side. Fake handoff. It goes out on the right-hand side to Menue. Menue is going to be taken down right at the 32-yard line for a loss of two. Nice tackle on the play by Hecker. So the Bears are completing a lot of passes. Unfortunately, two of the last five that they've completed have been for loss. That's the second catch of the night for Isaiah Menue. Fourth down, nine yards to go. Bears going for it. They went for it the last time, and Reby picked it up on a scramble. Ball at the 34-yard line. Moving in motion is Lewis. Dropping back is Reby. Reby's going to throw the ball deep into the end zone to Strasbaugh. He's got it! And he juggled it, but he caught it in the back of the end zone for the score! Nice pass over the head of Breitenstein and Strasbaugh. Hit the asphalt behind the goal line hard, but he is up. Just an outstanding pass and catch for Nick Strasbaugh. His 15th touchdown of the year, and the Bears now have finally gotten themselves on the scoreboard, 27-6, and Jarrett Wanzik will come in to attempt the extra point. Reby the hold, snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. 27-7, what a great pass from Reby to Strasbaugh, and they needed something like that. Was it going anyplace else? I mean... As we've seen this whole season so far, if he needs a big play, uh, you know, fourth down there needs a big play, he's going to go to Nick. He saw he saw single coverage and was able to hook up for that 32-yard touchdown. So that is the 11th touchdown of the pass 
for Brevin Reby this year. He's got 94 yards passing here tonight. And for, like we said, Nick Strasbaugh, his 15th touchdown of the season. And as far as receiving, if you want to break it down even farther that way, that is his seventh touchdown reception of the year. 4.29 to go. Now the Bears need to do something as far as defense is concerned. They need to stop Chippewa and get the football right back. Chips are expecting that huddle onside kick. You can see, boy, they're right there waiting for it. And then when the Bears break the huddle, they split off also. 4.29 left. Wanzik will kick it off. Chippewa expecting an onside kick, and it will be pooched. And now there's a flag, and they'll say that the Bears were offside. So the Bears had somebody ahead of the kick. That'll mark it back to the 35. We'll mark the Bears back. So Wanzik from the 40 after the onside will mark it back to the 35, and he'll kick off from there. Bears need to do something here, either get a turnover, three and out, whatever, but they need to get the ball back quickly. Yeah, if you could uh, go into this fourth quarter or maybe just into the fourth quarter, possibly being down two possessions, you know, who knows what could happen the rest of the game. Get some momentum going on your side, um, but they got to get stops first. Bennett, back set to return. Wanzik's going to kick it off, and it's going to he's going to kick it deep. He's going to hit it to 30, dropping back as Brown. He's going to pick it up at his own 20. He's going to skip. He's going to be hit by Bixler's, grabbed his jersey, and spun him out of bounds at the 22-yard line. Nice individual tackle by Titus Bixler. And Chippewa will start over first and 10 at their own 22-yard line. Defensively, some pretty good field position here. You would assume that Chippewa is going to look to run the ball because that's what they're almost built on. So, again, look look to plug up the middle and try to stop these running backs and try to get a three and out here. Ball to 22. Again, motion by Chippewa. No call. Handoff goes to Zollinger. Zollinger takes it across the 25 out to the 26 where he's upended by Nick Strasbaugh. Nice tackle by Nick. Five-yard gain, though, for Zollinger. Second down and five. That is not what the Bears need if they want to go three and out on this one. Give up second and short yardage. And again, Chippewa is able to just run the football right up the middle against the Bears, right between the tackles. 3.55 and running left to go. Moving in motion is Brown. Brown gets the pitch out around that right-hand side. He's got some green, runs right around Adam Mullet to the 35, out to the 40. He's brought down by Titus Bixler. Big gain on the play out to the 40-yard line of 13 yards on the pickup by Brown. He's got 90 yards on the game, and that gives Chippewa a first down at their own 41-yard line. And at this point, what we're seeing is, as we've talked about, they're trying to get to the edge, the tackles to the edge, and they're just using their speed on their line to do that. Fake handoff. Breitenstein's going to keep it right up the middle across midfield into Waynedale territory and down at the 49-yard line. Gain of 10 for Breitenstein. This is exactly out of the Norwayne playbook, Pat. This is exactly what Norwayne did to the Bears in the second half. They ran wide and then went up the middle with Miller. Now what 
Chippewa's doing is they're running wide with Brown and Zollinger and then running Breitenstein up the middle. They're going to say he's just shy of the first down. They're going to mark him down at midfield. Brings up second down and about a yard, half a yard. Sails out wide right, Bennett wide left. Breitenstein, handoff goes to Hecker. Hecker's got the first down, down to the 45-yard line of Waynedale. Five-yard gain on the play. Hecker with three carries tonight, 12 yards, and he's got the first down. Ball at the Waynedale 45-yard line. Just total domination up front from really the second quarter on to this point in the ballgame. Absolutely, it has been. The first quarter, the Bears moved the ball at will, but ever since then, it just has not been easy for the Bears. Zollinger moving in motion to the left-hand side, gets the pitch out. He's going to be hit right at the 45 at the line of scrimmage. Maybe gets forward to about the 44, which is where they'll mark him. And he's stood up by Ben Farrar, Sam Farrar, and Justin Wanzik on the tackle. Gain of only a yard on the play. Second down, nine yards to go as we have hit the two-minute mark of the third quarter. Bears down on the scoreboard, 27-7. to Breitenstein on second and nine, moves Brown in motion. Hand off to Brown. Brown's going to be hit right at the line, but get, breaks a couple of tackles. Hit by Titus Bixler and Sam Farrar and Nick Strasbaugh, but gets it inside the 40 down to the 37-yard line. Seven-yard pickup for Brown on the carry. And it's third down three for Chippewa at the 38-yard line of Waynedale. 129 and moving. 27-7 Chippewa on top of it. Trips out wide right. Wing formation with Brown. Now Brown's going to move in motion. He's going to fake handoff. Right side keeps it right up the middle. Across the 35 to the 30. Breaks free into the clear. To the 20, to the 15, to the 10. And he's going to be pushed out of bounds by Aaron Spidell at the 10. Make it the 9. At right at the 10-yard line. 28-yard pickup for Bailey Breitenstein. And another first down for Chippewa, and they are right down there knocking on the door again. First down, and I think they can pick up a, well, the ball's right at the 10, so it'll be first and goal. And who, I mean, really, who else do you expect to get when you need third and one? Probably the WCAL reigning player of the year. 108 left to go in the third quarter. Breitenstein out of the pistol. Here goes the movement on the offensive line again. 27-7 Chippewa, but they are right down at the Wayndale 10-yard line. Handoff goes to Brown. Brown goes inside the 10, down to the 8. Tackle made by Reed Stanley on the play as he grabbed hold of Brown by the ankle. Two-yard pickup by Brown. And it's second down, 8 yards to go. And goal. 43 seconds and running. Chippewa using as much of that clock as they possibly can. Sales goes right-hand side. Coming out wide left is Brown. Bennett out near left. Moving in motion. Breitenstein gets the snap. He's going to keep it right up the middle. Runs into one of his own blockers. That's Brown. And he's going to be stopped at the five-yard line. Three-yard gain, and it's third and goal. Breitenstein, now he's got 96 yards. Brown has got 99 yards. I've got him four. And coming into this game, 
you thought that the Bears would have to hold them under 200 yards rushing, and they're not going to do it. Six seconds to go. That's going to do it. That's the end of the third quarter of play. And your score from Doylestown, it's the Chippewa Chips 27 and Waynedale 7. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Exceeding your expectations is what the Spidel Funeral Home strives for. Every day the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most. They've been family owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you. And trust your family with their care. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton, and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidell Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. 27-7, Chippewa, since the beginning of the second quarter, Pat has just dominated this football game. Yeah, and it really just led from a couple of big plays that, that Chippewa had, you know, the, the interception. Um, you know, Wayno gets the interception, goes down, throws their own interception, sets Chippewa up, and uh, gives them a big play before half, and Wayndale's just not been able to recover, and they're letting Chip Wall use the momentum. Moment. Third, third down five. Breitenstein keeps it himself right up the middle. He's going to run it down to the two, maybe the one. They'll spot him at the one. So he's shy of the goal line. Fourth down and a yard to go for a touchdown. And Chip Wall will go for the touchdown with 11.40 and running to go in the ballgame. They lead it 27-7, and why not? They've been able to pick up yardage in this one at will and they've got a yard to go fourth down goal to go from the one Breitenstein with Hecker right behind him and Zollinger to the right Hecker's going to get the handoff takes it into the end zone touchdown he just drug Adam Mullet with him takes it into the end zone and it is 33-7 Chippewa on top of it nice drive for the Chips to answer back what the Bears did to them uh, that you know, we kind of saw that coming. Seems like Hecker, he doesn't carry the ball a lot, but he's their short yardage guy. Uh, one yard to go to get a touchdown. Why not give it to the guy who's not been able to play a whole lot the past couple years, but um, had high expectations coming into his high school career. Gersten Slager is going to come in and attempt the extra point. Puts it up and through the upright. 11-19 to go in this ball game. And your score from Chippewa, it is the Chips 34, Waynedale 7. Great food and a relaxing atmosphere. A good time had by all. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg. Spend time with friends after the game. Enjoy the food where you can build your own burger, showing off your creativity. Or try the pulled pork or the brisket. And every Thursday night, the Fire and Ice Pub is the place to be for half-price wing night. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 11, closed on Mondays. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 92. 34-7, Chippewa leads it in this one as we are in the fourth quarter. 11-19 remaining to go in the ball game. Well, you just, you just can't say enough about what this Chippewa 
offensive line has done to the Bears. They have taken the playbook that Norway showed everybody. We talked about it that night, Pat, that Norway showed everybody else in the Wayne County League how to beat them. Yeah, as you said, they're, they've taken the playbook. They have been way more physical up front, and uh, using. they have kids on the line, too, that are um, somewhat athletic as well, so they've been able to be physical and get to the edge and just give them the Bears fits. Chips average 230 pounds across that front line, and they have used all 230 pounds of it. 11-19 left to go in the ballgame. Gersten Slager will kick it off. Strasbaugh back set to return for the Bears. Waynedale down on the scoreboard 34-7. Gersten Slager will kick it off, and it's a low squib kick up the field. It'll be taken in by Isaiah Menue at the 25 to the 30. Breaks into the clear, now across the 35, out to the 40-yard line where he is driven down on the play by Chippewa's Charlie Henniger. Henniger, a freshman, 5'10", 165-pounder. So the Bears will start at their own 40-yard line. They've had three possessions in the second half. They started at the 31, at the 39, and now they'll start at their own 40. A left. At this point, what you want to do, with, especially offensively, is to try to start stringing some stuff together. Maybe it doesn't get you back into this game, but you want to string stuff together so you're not going on such a terrible note into next week. And that's Northwestern next week. We'll be on the over the pregame show at 6.30. Kickoff at 7. Reby hands the ball, fake handoff up the middle to Stanley. Reby's going to keep it around the right side, and he's going to struggle forward to pick up a yard out to the 41-yard line. So we're under 11 minutes to go. Bears second down and nine yards to go. Reby in the backfield along with Stanley. Coming out wide left is Purdy. Trips out wide right. Now moving in motion to Strasbaugh. Fake handoff to Strasbaugh on the jet throw over the middle. It is complete to Aaron Spidell. Inside Chippewa territory to the 49-yard line and a first down on a gain of 11 on that reception. Bears with a first down. Dropping back as Reby throws out into the flat. It is blocked at the line of scrimmage. Tipped up in the air, but Spidell comes down with it at the Chippewa 46-yard line. Three-yard completion on the play. Aaron Spidell now the guy who's been open the last couple of times up the field. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball at the Chippewa 47-yard line. 10-10 left to go in the game. Reby out of the hurry up. Handoff goes to Reed Stanley. Stanley breaks it up the middle. Across the 35 to the 20 to the 15. Cuts to the right to the 10 to the 5. He's going to struggle into the end zone. Touchdown. Reed Stanley takes it in from 49 yards. And the Bears have now cut it to 34-13. Just a nice nice little run there. Good hole up, up front uh, by the Waynedale offensive line. And Reed Stanley did the rest. That kind of goes from something I said in the first quarter was seems like two, three, or four plays, they were a tackle away from breaking it, and that time he was able to. 9.58 left to go. Wanzik will come in to attempt the extra point, and that one is blocked right at the line of scrimmage. Nobody blocked on the line of scrimmage for the Bears. 9.58 left to go in this football game and your score from Chippewa it is the Chips 34 Waynedale 13
Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Well, the 49-yard touchdown run by Reed Stanley, his second of the season, makes it 34-13. Just a lot of penetration in the interior of that line by Chippewa to block that extra point. Now the Bears are left with really no alternative, Pat. They've got an onside kick. Yeah, uh, Pooch or, or something. Obviously, Chippewa is seeing it. they got what, uh, 10 guys within... 20 yards of uh, where the ball's kicked from, so um, now they spread out and we'll see if they continue with the onside kick. Wanzik will drop back. He's going to kick it away with 9.58 remaining. And Wanzik is going to pooch it up the left-hand side. It kicks it right out of bounds. There was no way anybody was going to be able to recover that. Just drilled that thing out of bounds. So it'll go out of bounds at about the 37-yard line, and that's where the chips will take it over. Now they're going to mark it out at the 40. So that's where they'll take it over. Now the Bears have got to start stripping the ball. They've got to go for the turnover, and at the very least, stop chips three and out. Yeah, as you said, try to get some stops. You know, obviously make the tackles, but um, try to hold them up at the when you get the tackle and start stripping at the ball to try to get some turnovers. A lot of confusion on defense by the Bears. First and ten, Breitenstein's going to keep it right up the middle, take it across the 40, out to the 45-yard line, now to the 46. Six-yard gain by Breitenstein. That puts him over 100 yards on the night. And it's second and call it four. Ball just shy of the 47-yard line in Chippewa territory. 34-13, Bears down by 21. Chippewa taking off as much time on the clock as they can. Breitenstein with Hecker right behind him out of the pistol. Handoff going to go to Zollinger. Zollinger takes it right into the line of scrimmage and picks up a yard on the play up to the 48-yard line. Strasbaugh and Stanley. Reed Stanley with the tackle. I mean, that... That last play was a good job of getting penetration by the, the Golden Bear defense. Now it's third down, and call it two yards to go. Ball just shy of the 38-yard line. They need to get it, or I'm sorry, the 48-yard line. They need to get it out to midfield. Receivers out wide on both sides. Sales out to the right-hand side. Bennett to the left-hand side. Hecker right behind. Hecker's going to get the handoff. He gets stopped at the line, but bounces it outside across midfield into Waynedale territory, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds at the 33-yard line. Kyle Ice with the tackle. He spun him out of bounds. The crowd here on this Chippewa side, they want unnecessary roughness called against Kyle Ice, but actually Hecker was still running in motion. Yeah, he was, he was still in bounds, and the official never blew his whistle. Um, so you can't really be a hit after the whistle if he never blows it. 20-yard run for Hecker on the play, picking up another first down. And they have it down to the Bears' 32-yard line. 8.35, clock stopped on the out-of-bounds. Handoff goes to Hecker. Hecker's going to be hit right behind the line by Kyle Ice. 
and dropped back at the 35, make it the 36-yard line. Loss of three on the play, and it's second and 13. First time the Bears have really got some good penetration inside. A good job by Kyle. Uh, I don't know if he got a little extra excited from that play from uh, the play before or what, but a great job by him to use his speed and his strength to get in there and make the tackle. Ball at the 35-yard line of Waynedale. Second down, 13 yards to go for the chips. Eight minutes. Now we're under eight minutes left in the game. Moving in motion to Zollinger. He's going to get the pitch out around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped by Antoine Lewis. Nice job by the Bears' leading tackler, and now the Bears will take a timeout with 7.47. Loss of two on the play and a timeout on the field. With your score, 7.47 left to go in this one. Chippewa 34 and Waynedale 13. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been serving the community from snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Waynedale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Well, that's the first time out that the Bears have taken here in the second half. They'll have two remaining with 7.47 left to go. Chips moving backwards. Bears finally getting some penetration on the line. And the ball is at the 37-yard line of the Bears. Third down and 16 yards to go. Look for uh, Ray Sales here on the near side. He's the one that's been able to break free. Sales is out wide right. That near side is Pat said. Dropping back is Breitenstein. Breitenstein looking downfield. He's going to throw the ball up the middle, and it is incomplete. He had Brown coming free. Strasbaugh got over there, and there's a flag down. And well, no, yes, there is. Roughing the passer on Kyle Ice. Breitenstein slow to get up. It's roughing the passer. I didn't actually see the play. I didn't see it either. Breitenstein holding his leg. And they're going to check his knee. It is roughing the passer against Kyle Ice, so that'll come with an automatic first down. And they are looking at... not sure if that... Is it his knee or is it a cramp? I can't tell. The way that they're they're holding it, it almost looks like it's a cramp, but now they seem to be... With the amount of pain he's in, I don't, I'm not sure if it's a cramp or what. He's down right at about the 45-yard line. The trainer is out there. Looks like it's a cramp, Pat. That, that's what it is. It's a cramp. They were what it looks like, massaging yeah. out the, the calf muscle. And he's up, and now he'll walk off the field. 7.41 left to go in the ball game, and that penalty, the 15-yard roughing the quarterback, will give Chippewa a first down. Just... Uh I, I didn't see uh, I didn't see the hit, but um, just not not really a smart play there. I mean, you, you get the the incompletion and get a chance to get the ball back would, would have been fourth and fifteen, and uh, you know just not really a smart smart play there. But um, again, Waynedale defense you got to bend but not break and, and still continue to try to get stops and get a turnover. 
So there's 7.41 left to go in the ball game. Ball at the Waynedale 23 now. And the official's going to come over and talk with Matt Zerker. I'm not sure if maybe they... They may have tossed Kyle Ice out of the ball game. The referees were talking. He's, he's on the sideline. I'm not sure if he may, he may be out. Now, backup quarterback, who is Luke Brown... He is in for Breitenstein, and he hands it off up the middle to Hecker. Hecker takes it inside the 20, down to the 17, five-yard gain for Hecker, and Breitenstein is back into the ballgame. That's 35 yards tonight on seven carries for Jake Hecker. 7.20 and running left to go in the ballgame. Breitenstein back in after that calf injury. It looked like he had a cramp. Bennett out wide left, sails wide right. Breitenstein hands it off to Hecker. Hecker taking it out wide left. He's going to be strung up and brought out of bounds by Nick Strasbaugh. Loss of two on the play to Hecker. Clock continues to run as they're saying he was not out of bounds. Loss of two, and it will be third down and six yards to go. Ball at the Waynedale 19-yard line. Now Breitenstein looking over to the sideline to Mike Boley for the call. He's going to take as much time off the clock as he possibly can. Six and a half minutes remaining in the game. Third down, six yards to go from the Waynedale 19. Sales out wide right, Bennett wide left. Moving in motion is Zollinger. Inside handoff now. He got the handoff and handed it right back off inside to Luke Brown, and he was tackled and brought down by Ben Farrar and Sam Farrar for a two-yard loss back to the 21, and the Bears will take a timeout. So the Bears take timeout. We will also 6-14 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, it is Chippewa 34, Waynedale 13. Family-owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. Casa de Sassi's products are made to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. They offer granite, ledge stone, limestone, and more. But providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Call them today, 330-830-9760. Bears have one timeout left to go in this one. And they are down on the scoreboard, 34-13. to 13. Dropping back on 4th and 7 is Breitenstein. Under a heavy rush by Strasbaugh. He gets away from him. Now rolls back out all the way to midfield. He's going to throw the ball upfield, and it is incomplete. Not sure if he was trying to go to Zollinger or if he was trying to go to Bennett, but either way, it was thrown in between them and incomplete. And with 6.04 left to go, in this football game, the Bears are down by 21, and they get the ball back. A, a good hold there, and the Bears were able to get uh, some penetration on the line and uh, make Breitenstein. They really did a good job of containing them. He was able to run around, but he wasn't able to obviously go anywhere outfield. So uh, good job by bending and not breaking there. And, uh, well, obviously the goal here is to try to get a quick score. Well, the Bears still have some life. It may be fainting, but they still have some life down by 21, but they've got the ball at their own 21-yard line. Reby out of the shotgun. Throws it out to the right, blocked at the line of scrimmage, picked out of the air by Aaron Spidell, and he moves forward to the 24-yard line. Three yards on the completion. 
to Aaron Spidell. It's his fourth catch of the night. That's like the third time that the ball's been tipped on that side of the line. And Brevin didn't even have that much problem against Hillsdale, and they've got the 6-6 guys. Reby out of the shotgun, drops back, looks out to Spidell, and it is incomplete through it. Looked like Aaron was cutting outside, and Brevin threw it inside. Third down and eight yards to go after the incompletion. Well, they do have uh, Blair on that side, who's 6'4", 6'5", himself, and I'm kind of watching what he's doing. He's just engaging with the tackle, not really trying to get much of a rush on and trying to read the eyes of, of Reby and just put his hands up when they're throwing it. So Reby on third down and eight yards to go. Stanley behind Reby. Fake handoff to Reed. Brevin throws it out into the flat, complete to Nick Strasbaugh, and he cannot break the tackle of Jake Hecker. He is brought down at the 23-yard line. Loss of one on the catch, and the Bears will be forced to go for it here. Three catches tonight for Strasbaugh, four carries. And if you do not count the interception, that's seven touches tonight for Nick Strasbaugh. Chippewa has done an outstanding job of bottling him up. Receivers three three wide out on the far side of the field. Reed Stanley in the backfield. It is fourth down, eight yards to go from the 23. Fake handoff. Throw over the middle. It is incomplete to Nick Strasbaugh. And he is hit immediately by Luke Brown, and I am shocked that there wasn't a flag on the play. How, how is that nothing? He put his helmet right into his ear hole, and that's right. not a flag. I am shocked. That's Nick unbelievable. Is that is, that is god-awful. That is just terrible, right in front of the official. And it hit, Luke Brown just hit him right smack dab in the chin underneath the face mask, and Nick is down at the 20-yard line. Obviously, that's a concussion. Talk about a defenseless receiver. I mean, first off, from the get-go, the the official in the middle of the field was in Nick's way. He's just standing there, and then Brown comes up, puts the hit, puts his the top of his helmet right in his ear hole, and there's no call there. That's that's unbelievable. But you want to call the roughing the passer on the, it, it? That doesn't make sense. I can almost understand the official that, that was there closest to it not making the call because, like you said, he got in the way and he Nick ran into him and so did uh, so did the defender. The defender really got picked off. I think it was Breitenstein, but Brown came up from his safety position and he just leveled Strasbaugh on the play. And I am just shocked that there is no... Uh, I'm just unbelievable that there was no penalty called on that but nonetheless Nick is down at the 20 yard line and you can understand why after seeing the viciousness of that hit Reby Brevin is going to get up Matt Zerker is out there along with Brandon Giles who we talked to at halftime about the concussion protocol and now they're going to call for the ambulance You you saw that Nick just spit out he either spit it out or it was hit out of his mouth, his mouth guard. And then he stumbled back to the 20-yard line and just fell over. And Strasbaugh down at the 20-yard line. And really, Pat, he has not moved much since he just went down there. Yeah, since he, he went down, obviously, 
your concern shifts to shifts to Nick and um, now they've moved him over onto his back and he's got his hand up in the air so Brandon as he talked about at halftime going through the stat and the impact making sure he can wiggle his toes and you know kind of do all that stuff but um, you know they, they've already waved the ambulance and they're they're heading over with the stretcher and they're obviously going to take him straight to to uh, I would assume Worcester Hospital and, and get him checked out right away. Well it could be Barberton from here as close as this is but e either way you've got to get him checked out as quickly as possible but he was holding his hand up in the air and they did roll him over onto his back so evidently they're not concerned about a neck injury or anything but they are bringing in the stretcher and as Brandon said, you know, at halftime, Pat, and, and you've been involved with this as far as coaching the JV team, Brandon has got a mandatory seven-day protocol. So if that's going to be the case, then that means Nick is not going to play no matter what next next Friday night at Northwestern. Yeah. Um, as uh, we, We've talked to Coach Zerker before, and, um, you know, Brandon, he, he's one of the the best trainers around that, that I've seen and he does a great job and just is 100% is concerned about the health and safety of, of the kids so um, you know if the coach may not like it and the player may not like it he's still going to go that extra step to make sure um, nothing extra happens to to whoever the player may be. And specifically we talked about last year when Brevin Reby had the concussion Pat and he let Brevin go through the warm-ups the very next game before the game but then he had him take his uniform and wouldn't let him play that was the seventh day just to check him out after he went through warm-ups to see how he was and that that may be something that we see this hit was a little obviously harder than uh, I think what Brevin had um, last year but um, you know he obviously number one concern again is for Nick and and his health and making sure he gets back to full strength again. Well, they're putting him on the, the back brace. They'll make sure that he gets strapped down, and then they'll take him off to one of the hospitals in the area. Well, I know that that siren cannot be the ambulance because <laughs> the oh, ambulance it is. It's, uh, looks like it's going to come... I'd I guess they like to keep one here at all times. Well, yeah, they've got the ambulance here, but they're bringing in another one probably to to take take Nick away. Just an unbelievable hit by Luke Brown against Strasbaugh when he was going over the middle for that fourth down pass. And like I said, I, I can't really blame the official that got in the middle of it because he was trying to get out of the way and probably didn't see it. But you've got four other officials out there that, pro that should have seen what happened there and Luke Brown just laid him out in his ear hole and that's why Nick is down at the 20 yard line and being put on a back brace and will be taken to the hospital that's one of the most vicious hits I think I've seen in a high school football game and, and there not be a penalty call yeah that's uh, I, I just I just can't believe it I I, I don't know <laughs> For for calling again the the roughing the passer and you know Brightenstein's rolling around like he he got sniped from from the press box up here in his knee and then you get a kid who 
blatantly got blindsided in the ear hole with another helmet, and you guys, then they just sit there and watch them stumble to the ground, and you know they're all hands behind their back, and you know, well, let's uh, yeah, see abs- when we can get out of here. At absolute worst, it was helmet to helmet contact. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean that. I guess not at the worst. At the least, you've got to say that was helmet to helmet contact. And they're, you know, like two weeks ago when we were playing over at Norway and they took Brevin off the f- or Brevin Harris off the field. They're doing the same thing here. Now, it turned out with Brevin Harris that he just had a stinger in his lower back. Now, I've been involved with stingers a, a lot. I've never heard of one in the lower back, but that's what Adam Indorf called that injury to Brevin Harris, and then he played the next week, last week. This one here was a lot more vicious hit, and Nick, they're doing the same thing, putting him on the back brace, and we'll take him take him away his parents are out on the field and watching over what what's happening with Nick obviously but this puts a damper on the final 449 left in this ball game yeah I mean this will be tough if you're at Wayndale I mean how do you 449 left you're down three scores your best player one of the leaders on your team is being carted out on a stretcher. You can't come back from that. I mean, really, at this point, you take the take the final score, mm-hmm. move on to next week. I well, mean, let's, you just let's talk a little bit about that because you look at those prediction websites online more than I do. And you told me earlier this week that the prediction had if Waynedale finishes eight and two, what was their probability of? Making the making the playoffs. Now um, Luke Brown has come out there and he he wants to get in there and, and shake Nick Strasbaugh's hand, which is a classy thing. He went up and talked to Matt Zerker beforehand. Yeah, obviously, you know, you don't you don't blame Luke for you know possible any malice or anything or, or doing it on purpose, but um, you know, obviously. It happened. You don't. You know, I'm not. Nobody's saying he did it on purpose, but it happened, and right. there's no call. Right. Um, so, uh, uh, as you said, class, classy act by uh, by Luke to go over there and um, make sure Nick is all right. And um, but back to uh, the prediction sites. Really, what they were saying was. If Wayno was able to win tonight, they were going to make it in regardless of the rest of the season. Right. Um, and if they lost tonight, they got a 98% chance of making it in to the playoffs. So, and I believe they they have, out of all the whole region, they have the highest probability of making it into the playoffs. So, obviously, you're, you're going to take the L here. Um, your league title hopes are... Shot, gone. but um, you gotta play out the rest of the season. Try to win your final um, four games and be able to go into the playoffs on a high note. You don't want to drop any of those remaining games. You still may make it in the playoffs, but you may not get a home game. So what your goal is now is to aim for that whole that home game. Correct. So um, what was what was the site that you actually were talking about that said that Waynedale had the sixth toughest? Division Five schedule in the state. That's a uh, fantastic fifty dot net. 
And uh, I know the the people with the, the guys at the Daily Record they that they've kind of exposed that website, and it's it's a great site. Gives all probabilities of people making the playoffs, and as they said, toughest schedule. And um, as, as I saw, Wayndale was number six. I think I have 107 Division Five teams that have the uh, the toughest schedule. So. Um, you know, kind of goes to show their schedule and, and the points that they're going to be able to get secondary. Um, so obviously, once we get through this game, the uh, goal is to finish up eight and two, go in the playoffs hopefully with a home game and try to make some noise there. If you play one of the teams that beat you earlier in the year in Norway or Chippewa, you obviously want to focus on revenge. Um, but again, focus on getting that home game so it's not either at Norway or at Chippewa. Well, honestly, the two teams that are going to defeat Waynedale so far this year are Norway and Chippewa. Norway, I know, beat Chippewa last week, but in my mind, Chippewa is the better football team. They they have done a better job here tonight against the Bears, and I just think overall, Chippewa is a better football team, man for man and pound for pound, than Norway is. Yeah, they they've uh, Chippewa's done a great job sticking their game plan, and um, I. This is what we kind of figured, that they would be in somewhat of a desperation mode and mm-hmm. um, come out guns a-blazing and, and just go all out to try to get this win. Um, and that's what we've seen, and, and that's what the scoreboard has shown. Um, now, again, if you're if you're Waynedale, there's no way you can come back and do anything worthwhile in the last 449. Right. Um, emotions all shot and everything, but you have to turn the page, focus on next week to Northwestern, and assume that you're going to go into that game with one of your better playmakers being out, so somebody else is obviously going to have to step up. And that's probably going to have to be Reed Stanley and Logan Stanley. Logan Stanley's probably going to get a premier uh, prime spot next week, and of course he stepped in the first couple of games during the season when Reed was out, and played excellent football for the Bears. So now Chippewa will take it over as we get back to football action. First and 10 from the Bears' 24-yard line. Hector takes it right up the middle, and he's going to take it in for 24 yards out for the score. So Hector just took it in from the 24-yard line, and it is 40-13. to 13. And again, how do you come back from, from what just happened? That's right. That's just a, a microcosm of the, la- the past 10 minutes. Motion shot. Um, you're, you're down in the game. Your best player is gone. You're at this point. If you're a teammate, especially those seniors, you're more worried about how Nick's doing, being a friend of his, a, one of your leaders, rather than um, the rest of this ball game. Gersten Langer comes in to attempt the extra point, and it is no good. Wide right. So it's 40. No, check that. It was good. So it's 41 to 13. He did make it. So it's 41 to 13, Chippewa on top of it with 4:43 remaining to go in this football game. Chippewa on top of it, and you know, getting back, getting back. I know, I know, Norway's got Jeremy Miller. I know they've got him. He's probably the premier running back in the league, maybe in all over Northeast Ohio. Chippewa has got Breitstein. You've got to defend him not only with the pass but the run. He can do so much out there on the football field. They've got Brown. They've got they've got Bennett and Sales out at the receivers, although the Bears have done a good job for the most part against them. Hecker is a good guy to have at the fullback position. You know, th- this is a team that is, I think, a more complete team than Norway actually is. 
But that being said, Norwayne is also a pretty good football team. The Wayne County League is just outstanding this year. Aaron Spidell late getting on the field. He's going to take the spot returning this kickoff back of Nick Strasbaugh. Gersten Slager comes in, and he's going to kick it off, and it's going to go fast. Colton Purdy and the Bears, I think, have 12 men on the field. Aaron Spidell came in, but there was already 11 guys on the field, and so the kick never went out of bounds, but the Bears had 12 guys on the field. So the penalty will give it back to Chippewa to re-kick it. Good call by the official. (laughs) Mike Plant right next to me, he's the one who told me about it. (laughs) He was was sitting here counting. I don't have that many fingers. 4.42 left to go in this one. Now they'll be kicking it away from the 45. So Chippewa will kick it away from their own 45-yard line. 41-13, the score. Chippewa on top of it. Now Antoine Lewis back set to return this one for the Bears. He's back deep. Gerson Slager will kick it away. And he approaches the ball and kicks it off. It kicks it down the center of the field. Lewis will let it go into the end zone and through the end zone for the touchback. So the Bears will take it over first and 10 at their own 20-yard line. 4.42 left to go in the ballgame. We'll be at Northwestern next Thursday night. Bears are going to wear decals on the back of their helmets in honor of Tyler Carlson, the number 36 next week. I'm sure he'll be at that game. I'm not sure if he was at the game tonight. I know he got out of the hospital, but I'm not sure if he was at the game tonight, but he'll probably be at the game next week because he was doing very well, which was good news. So the ball resting at the 20. Bears come out. Brevin Reby out on the field for the Bears. He's going to finish up this game at quarterback. Coming out wide to the left-hand side as the Bears are sending in some new players. Tucker Worth comes out wide left. Antoine Lewis moves in motion, inside handoff. It goes to Reed Stanley, flags down all over the place, and the Bears were moving. So a movement penalty against the Bears, and that'll move move them back. So the ball back to the 15-yard line, 4.39 left to go. And the ambulance now leaving the complex here at Chippewa with Nick Strasbaugh in it. Handoff up the middle, goes to Reed Stanley. Stanley struggles out across the 20, out to the 22-yard line. Seven-yard pickup for Reed Stanley. Or was that Logan Stanley? Logan Stanley. It's his third carry of the night. He's got 16 yards. Second down eight. He got the penalty yardage, plus two, back. Logan in the backfield alongside Brevin Reby, moving in motion is Antoine Lewis. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley on the inside, cuts it across the 25, now to the 28-yard line where he is brought down close to the first down. Gain of six on that carry for Logan Stanley. And it will be third down and a short two, a long one. Just outside the 28-yard line. Huskies beat the Falcons tonight. 28-8. to 
So they will have that win going in against Waynedale next week. With the football, Bears hand it off to Logan Stanley. He takes it out across the 35 to the 37-yard line where he is tripped up and downed right there. Eight-yard pickup for Logan Stanley. Every time Logan has had the opportunity to run the football this year, Pat, he's done an excellent job. Yeah, he's a he's a great uh, a great running back and just a an awesome sub if you need it at the running back position. And as you said, we'll probably see him a lot more next week. Absolutely. Trips out to the left-hand side in that wishbone formation that the Bears run near the tight end. Isaiah Menue lines up in the backfield with Brevin Reby out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Menue around the left-hand side. Cuts it across the 40, and he's going to be drugged down at the 42-yard line. Five-yard gain on the play and a flag down near the tackle. Nick Zero on the tackle for the chips. And it was against Chippewa. I didn't see what the signal was. Face mask. The the five-yard. Five-yard variety. Menuhin now with two carries tonight for a total of seven yards. But that penalty will mark it up across the 45 to near the 46-yard line. 250 and running left to go in this ballgame. 41-13. Second down. And two yards to go for the Bears. Stanley behind Reby. Now Reby is just acting like the Bears are in the lead as he's trying to run the clock down as far as he can. Handoff goes to Stanley off left tackle across midfield. Down to the 45-yard line of Chippewa. Dives forward to the 42. 12-yard pickup for Logan Stanley. Got six carries now, 42 yards on the night. 2:28 left to go in the ball game. Clock running, 41-13. Chippewa on top of it. This one has not been in doubt since the middle of the third quarter. Reby with Logan Stanley right behind him. Logan gets the handoff. He's going to cut it off left tackle. Spins forward for no gain. Down to the 42-yard line. He just got stood up and was down right there immediately by Ben Epling. Two minutes. We're under two minutes now to go in the ball game. Well, they'll give Stanley, say, about a yard. That was a generous spot. And it's second down and nine. Going out wide to the right-hand side is Matt Zimmerly for the Bears. Moving in motion is Menuay. Lines up behind Reby out of the pistol. Handoff goes to Menuay. Menuay takes it off right tackle, spins forward, and he's going to be wrapped up and brought down by Hecker after a gain of maybe a yard down to the 42-yard line. They'll give him a yard gain, and it's third down and eight yards to go. Isaiah may be, uh, we may see him a little bit next week, too. Um, When Nick lines up in the slot, we may see a little shift of Colton Purdy in that slot position, leaving uh, Titus Bixler on the outside. Um, so, you know, obviously uh, not having Nick is going to be a big blow, but the Bears look like they, at least on paper, should have guys that can at least fill in uh, for Nick in his absence, however long that may be. Logan Stanley takes it up to the 40-yard line on third and nine, struggles forward to the 40 after a two-yard gain, and it brings up fourth and eight. That's eight carries on the night for Logan for 45 yards. His brother Reed 
unofficially had I had him for 11 carries for 99 yards. We're under a half a minute left to go in the ball game. And now the Bears will that will do it. The Bears are just going to let the clock run out. That will do it. 18, 17, 16. So the Bears will now drop to four and two on the year, one and two in conference play. Chippewa ups their record to five and one overall, and they are two and one in conference play. Your final score here tonight from Doylestown. It is the Chips 41, Waynedale 13. The postgame show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by the Shout Brothers Farms, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192, Yoder Builders in Orville, call 684-1050, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. Murphy's Promotions. Call 464-1970. The Spidel Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi. Call 330-830-9760. And by Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The post-game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The 2015 football season continues on the road next Friday for the Wendell Golden Bears. A trip to Northwestern is on the schedule and a meeting with the Huskies. They're a rejuvenated team and looking to stay in the hunt for a playoff berth. I'm Dave Mitchell. If you can't make the game, join Pat Mitchell and I on Ultimate Sports Talk, beginning with the pregame show at 6.30. The kickoff is at 7. And before that at 6, join us for Golden Bear Rewind for a portion of this game replayed. It's Waynedale at Northwestern next Friday night, beginning at 6, and the kickoff at 7 on your Internet sports station, UltimateSportsTalk.com.